And now, live from the new house in Burbank, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guests. She's a comedian, podcast host, and personal trainer of both dogs and men. It's Renee Colvert. And he's a comedian and Bono's connection to Daniel Quantz. It's Ben Glebe. Chef Jeff is here to pour his bag of nuts into your nuts and make a big, delicious nut jubilee. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board your love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rose. Hello, my little vodka gummy bears. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. That carbohydrate, that alcoholic carbohydrate, was sent in on Patreon, Patreon. by John Chasen. Now, for a second, I was like, do vodka gummy bears really exist? Because we're this is not fantasy carbs. If it were... Yeah. That would have been a good idea that I should have done a while ago. These have to be real world. I mean, I want them to be real wor- world carbs. So I Googled it. Oh, they exist. Huh. Are you guys? Well, well, I haven't introduced you yet. So they have no idea who we are. At some point, I don't even know who you are yet. <laughs> at some point out. later. I can't wait till you introduce me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find out. If you guys knew that vodka gummy bears were a thing, you soak gummy bears in vodka and then they absorb the alcohol. And the longer you soak them, the more alcohol they absorb, but the less they taste like alcohol. According to like some, hey, you're in college now thing I read on the bigger? internet. No, they, they, I don't think they do. I don't, I went through a phase where I was dropping pretzel goldfish in soup and coffee because they get, they blow up. Most you know those little capsules? That they from when we were kids, where it, mm. like you'd drop them in a thing and it would turn into a dinosaur, they or feel weird little and slimy sea monkeys. for days. You'd yes, touch slimy it was kind of fun to pet it. Yes, mm-hmm. or those things where it's like it's you mean an like inch. a sponge? Yeah, it's an inch <laughs> big, and you drop it in, and it's like it's a whole washcloth. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what the pretzel goldfish would. They got so big, it was it. It's weird how excited it made me. I would like to say hello to my guests. And once again, because we're in the temporary new studio, it's confusing because now I go left and I used to go right. Hello, Renee Colvert sitting to my left. Hello, Allison sitting to my right. (laughs) That is how it works. (laughs) This is how we play this game. Allison, you have uh, damaged me. I had a friend saying that they had just joined Patreon Mm -hmm. and I thought she was saying it wrong because that didn't happen. (laughs) They just said Patreon. Nobody echoed Patreon and I was just like, oh no. A lot of people. Oh no, it's deeply ingrained. A lot of people wish Jeff would follow them. Around and play these drops throughout the day. Patreon should employ that uh, as a sound the way AOL used to have. You got mail. That's that's what I was going for. That uh, sound earworm, whatever they call it. So whenever there's like a new comment, it goes Patreon. I like that idea. Hello, Ben Glebe. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. I really want a vodka gummy bear right now to wash (laughs) down this beer or vice versa, whichever gets it done. That's right. Um, I'm excited to have you on the show. You just did the Telethon for America, mm-hmm. which you had told me about prior. Off and it air. like, yeah, wasn't, I wasn't, we weren't, you weren't sure it was going to happen. And then it happened and boy, did it. So I want to hear all the details. Um, I don't know. Are you guys familiar with Telethon for America? It is this huge star studded nonpartisan, or as I wrote on my notebook earlier, 
And I was, lo- I wrote non- a nonpartisan event, but I look, was looking down and I'm like, why did I write Avon partisan? I can't, I couldn't read my writing. <laughs> oh, um, I thought you were going to say nonpartisan. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. I could, I, I would not last a second at a nonpartisan event. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to, I want to hear all about that. Sure. Hello, Daniel, my husband. Hi, honey. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> good, good. I just put the guy down. It's, it's getting, the bedtime routine is stretching. Yeah. But trying to put him down for a nap was stretched today, too. He just doesn't want to sleep. But can I uh, do a plug for something? Yeah. (laughs) We have a new book, a new kid's book, and from somebody who... And it's so funny. Have you read it? I haven't read it. From uh, Elliot Kalin. It's called Horse Meets Dog. There's another author, too. Yeah, but that person doesn't matter. Okay. Because I don't remember their name. No, they matter. (laughs) No, but it's super funny. So check it out. I was like really, I was legit laughing while I was reading it. There's a hair on your mic there. I'm just going to grab it. Yeah. No, that's my lucky hair on the mic. (laughs) So leave it there. Thank you. What's funny is when you said, we have a new book. I didn't mm-hmm. know which we. I didn't know if you meant like you and I have put out a book that I was unaware of or if we... We mag- the family. Or if we, your company. But yeah, you just mean like we we own a new book now. We own a new book. <laughs> you guys, we, we bought a book. Congratulations. <laughs> and look, I'll grant you that it sounded... Like it could have been that you guys wrote a book, but it's weird to me that you didn't know what he meant because right. you were thought maybe you wrote a book I, that you didn't know about. Look... I can surprise myself. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm always quite just... a level of self unawareness. <laughs> right, it's the opposite of yeah. Honey, exactly. did you write a book again? I don't know. Who I knows? never look within. You have a fugue state when it comes <laughs> exactly. to your own My children's own. literary materials. <laughs> That's right. I get that. She writes books in the middle of the night. I'm always just excited when we have a new book because I have read each of the books we've had a million times. How do you feel about Reroy? That's Corduroy, mm, which sure. Elliot. Does, it, does he call it Reroy? It's whatever he calls it is even it's less. It sounds even a less, less like, intelligible than that. Yeah, that Reroy. book has a lot of words on each page, so I yeah, don't. Yeah, you got to learn how to get through it so that yeah. he stays. I'm surprised how much he actually likes that book. I know. Uh, yeah, because there are so many words. Right. Like a short attention span. This kid. How many words in this new book? Uh, very Four. few. <laughs> no, it's very few. It's 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 really funny. I don't want to overhype it. it. It's okay. Is it funny? But it's funny because it's descriptive, or it's funny no, because it's, it's, you have to do voices. I don't want to spoil. It. It's like okay. It's silly. It's Great. just really silly. But uh, Elliot Kalen, and yeah, I should. I mean, no, you I'm not. You don't want to spoil it. You don't want to spoil it. No, it's funny. It, like it has. It's got stuff in it that that is funny when you read. Yeah, it. Yeah, no spoilers. Time. Okay, yeah, please don't. <laughs> oh, now boy. I feel awkward. But like it's. Um, it's a horse and a dog, and each of them thinks that the other one is just like a, either a big version of a dog or a little version oh. of a horse, and they and they they can't understand mm, each other. That is and it's real really funny. F- but it's it's really funny. Anyway, so Jesus Christ, what is this? Sounds the fucking like a salient <laughs> book show, work of art for our time. <laughs> Fuck! And now I feel weird. Fuck that book. Don't buy it. <laughs> Hello, I'll put a link in the episode summary. No, 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 that's no, quite a turn. I know. Hello, Jeff. <laughs> Hi, Allison. Congratulations on your new book. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone appreciate Jeff's voice. He was at a big event yesterday. Yeah, I was doing a lot of yelling, and I now, oh. this now he's got Barry White voice. That's why your nickname s- is Janet Yellen. Yeah. Sexy voice. Were you at the yeah. Irish dance off? I was. I was at the Irish dance off, the Irish dance on, and then uh, I went to Ben's event, the oh. thing on for America. You were there? Thing. No, I was just trying to throw <laughs> to you. 
Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, well, nice. I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw back to me. Um, <laughs> given all this talk of children's stuff, uh, there's a podcast that that actually belongs on, and it is a podcast that I'm aware that I'm a part of. <laughs> unlike this book that I wrote, it is called Childish. I'm hosting it with Greg Fitzsimmons. It is our irreverent parenting, but it not just for people who have kids podcast by the time you hear this it will have just premiered Ooh, and finally we have a little promo now in the promo i say coming soon but the truth is i need to recut that but i won't have i may not ever so that it will say um you know get it now we, it's always coming soon though yeah a right new episode a new episode is coming soon that's right mm-hmm. so let's just let's just mm. let's let that play in our ears mm. Hey, after you drop off the kids or put them to bed, turn on Childish with real-life friends and podcasting virtuosos Greg Fitzsimmons and Allison Rosen. Laugh about the struggles and joys of parenthood. Grow closer to your children. Learn something useful or not. Maybe feel less alone. And maybe even put the spark back into your love life. Childish is for people who are parents or had parents. If you had no parents, maybe check out WTF with Mark Marin. <laughs> Subscribe to Childish. New episodes coming soon wherever you listen to podcasts. Childish, oh shit. Last time I checked, I was still a kid. Childish, childish. This all freaks me out a bit. Childish, oh shit. How can I parent when I'm still a kid? Childish. You did say new episodes. I know. Soon, so I didn't even yeah, need that whole disclaimer. That was unnecessary, mm-hmm. disclamatory, fine audio print. Do you want to take it back? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Should I do a disclaimer <laughs> yeah, yeah. about my yeah. disclaimer? You guys, you're going to have heard me say something before that promo about not paying attention to a certain part of it and needing to recut, but ignore all of that. Okay. Damn, that's so nice. <laughs> you saved it. Perfect. <laughs> um. I do at some point need to share about my new crazy thought, which is I'm afraid my belly button is... No, I'm just going to share it now. I'm crazy? That's right. (laughs) That is how we introduce segments, all of the segments on this show. I'm crazy? So a comedy... That's right. Thank you, Jeff. I'll get to that in a second. Do you remember the Twitter exchange where someone was like, I don't understand why you guys say visual. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah and he's like i don't get the joke this Mother. is a visual i mispronounced visual once I yeah. s- and and jeff got it and he plays it periodically this well, is a visual vigil like 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 with candles yeah. no this is not a candlelight visual it's just like this is a visual like a visual like you need to mm. you know okay so anyway someone on twitter was like i don't get it why you but what's you guys always laugh and i'm like i think it's i just said it funny once and he's like, but why do you guys keep saying it? And I'm like, it's a drop. Because we're silly. <laughs> we're having but a good he's time. Like, but I've heard Daniel and Dave say it too. <laughs> okay. I have never said You mean like just in, sincerely in conversation? I think or? maybe, no, I think you're imitating the drop sometimes. Yeah, maybe. I think we've yeah. done that. Yeah. It's just, it's just one of those things. Listen, this isn't a very highbrow show. No. Do people get confused? <laughs> Do people sometimes get confused and not know when drops are drops and not you? Apparently, 
Apparently, yes. <laughs> I was not aware of that phenomenon so much, but I guess sometimes that happens. Sometimes I'm a little confused. I'm sitting here and I see you not saying it. I'm like, did you say it? <laughs> what just yeah. happened? Would I you know. consider doing a disclaimer before every drop? Oh my God. So that we yes. understand what's happening? Yes. Okay. And then right if I. After. Yeah, both. <laughs> the disclaimer after. sandwich. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so. Oh, that's so nice. I'm crazy. <laughs> Delicious. Tonight. I'm doing my own drops live. <laughs> oh, that's good. Delicious. Are you, you're doing your, your own, like, out of context drops? Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, tonight in I'm Crazy News. Mm-hmm. So it is common for pre- in pregnant women for their belly button to become an Audi. At a certain point, your belly button pops out. To become um, a Wendy? <laughs> Well, now there's a comment that only you and I will get. <laughs> That's a very inside joke. Yeah, you want to explain? Nah, Elliot, give it to yourself. Elliot calls Wendy Audi. That's how he says Wendy. Aww. He thinks he's saying Wendy. So now when I hear that, I'm, it bumps me for a second. Good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> Visual. <laughs> By the way, I always thought it was like 50-50 any Audis. Oh, no, you didn't think In that. In the world? Yeah, you thought that according to what mistaken science that you're deluding yourself with? The one that I just grew up thinking. Well, the amount, the amount that kids talk about Innies and Audis, yeah. you would think Audis would be more common. a lot more popular. Yeah, but oh wait, that's what beach? you guys thought? No, the Innies. I thought Audis were like point one of one percent. I've almost never seen yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Innies are way more common. That's, that's my right. mom has like a half Innie, half Audi, which I'm gonna assume is from pregnancy. Yes. But I feel like that might be the only Audi I've ever seen. Can you ask the doctor when the baby's born to just like clip it so it's an Audi? Like we want him to have an Audi. Well, I always thought it had something to do with how they cut. Yeah. But anyway. well, No, because the the cord just rots off. This is so not it's, childish. It's, it's whatever, it's whatever yeah. it is. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> if you want to find out the answer, tune in to Childish. <laughs> but anyway, I didn't realize the innies are vastly more common. However, for most pregnant women, their belly button does pop out at some point, and then and then it goes back. Delicious. <laughs> Sitting on that. <laughs> Sorry, that was a visual. Um, however, mine never did, and I think mine never popped out. I never think out. because I have a scar in my belly button um, from when I had laparoscopic surgery. One of the little laparoscopes they did it like in my navel. Huh. Um, I know that this makes your balls climb up inside your body, Daniel, and you find no, it really fine. disgusting. I'm you so winced. used to this shit. You winced. No, I didn't. I so, was, no, delicious. I wished because the song, <laughs> no, because the, the village people song in the Navy popped into my head when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I winced. Okay. Because I didn't say your favorite word. Which is? Cyst. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> okay. As so, in, I insist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like, I have a sister. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just or like that. I insist I, you date my sister. And if you do, take her to the Sistine Chapel. That's right. And put water in the cistern when you get there. That's Ooh. right. You hate all those words? I hate every one of those words. All of them. <laughs> okay. They all give me the willies. Then resist using them. <laughs> yeah. Resist. Resist using them. There you go. Anyway. My, I know someone else who had the same surgery, uh, who also her navel, sorry, in the navy, <laughs> did not pop out. So I'm assuming it's this scar that's like holding it in. Well, scar tissue. However, today my belly button was sore, and I started looking down it's in the shower where I do my important thinking mm-hmm. and my neurotic thinking, and I started thinking, uh oh, what if? it really wants to pop out, but it can't because that scar is holding it in. And what if it just like explodes? That's Delicious. Crazy 
<laughs> It'd be a visual. It would Quite be. Quite a visual. Quite. Yeah. And you just what start if, bl- just gushing blood I don't, everywhere. I don't... It didn't go that far in my head. I didn't... I don't know. I mean, there would definitely be some... How could some, a belly button explode? I don't know, but I'm worried that something bad's going to happen. Like spring a leak from your belly <laughs> yes. button? Like it's the nozzle just like on a off. beach ball? Like the skin will tear or something. Because it so desperately wants to be an Audi. <laughs> oh, I think if at the worst it would just cause a lot of internal bleeding, so you'll be fine. Okay, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah, it's not going to pop <laughs> out. It'll really, just, like I'll as if you're in. a doctor. Um, well, it's a good point. But it also could just so bubble around the scar tissue. Wait, is your dad a doctor though? Nobody in the family is a doctor. Uh-huh. I don't know what do I'm know, talking about. Do you about. know a doctor? I've met it. I've been to it. I'm going to one Wednesday. Okay, great. I can ask. <laughs> what kind of doctor? Me to ask? Yes, please. General practice. That includes the belly button. That does. Um, yeah. yeah, I just feel like... Is, are there doctors that specialize in belly buttons? Plastic surgeons, probably. No. Mm. I don't know. Is that a major thing people are working on? That 0.5%? Well, they're pretty, I doubt they're, it. They have pretty boring days. Maybe. <laughs> they sit around a lot. I don't think they specialize in it. I'm just it's saying... It's got to be an easy surgery to do to make an Audi into an Indy as a plastic surgeon. You just go, you're done. <laughs> That's right. Delicious. <laughs> you just like attach it to your spine or something. No, you, you just you put a string it? on the inside and then you... Pull it. Pull, pull it, the other way. Pull it through. <laughs> yeah. Like losing a tooth. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Why did you think you'd attach it to your back? You want to get that Audi and still have the Audi, but in a weird place? No, you tie a string from behind the well, Audi from inside. Yeah. And tie it to your to your spine. Yeah. So that it stays mm. in. Right. Otherwise, if you cut that, that string, it pops back yeah. out. Right. But and then you, you tie it to a doorknob and <laughs> slam the door <laughs> That's shut. Right. That's how that works. That's how That's it goes. That's how you get your innie. Or mm-hmm. like a little baby whack a mole. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Pop it back. I'm sure at the. At, the worst thing I'm looking at is some kind of hernia, but I'm just saying. I don't know. It's well, probably not going to I'm, I'm probably not going to I'm knocking hernia. on wood because uh, lots of things can happen. With your belly button? With all of the business. But <laughs> I will say this. I don't think your belly button's going to explode. Thank you. Now Phew. that we've gotten that out of the way, I need to tell you about some amazing shoes that are made out of water bottles. And then I need to hear about the star-studded event the non-avon event Mm -hmm. that uh ben glebe put on and also i need to hear about your adventures and your renee adventures in idle wild with dogs oh yes because you sat there did not even say anything about how you had spent time with the mayor of idle wild who is a dog one word i'm connected now if you guys need something you know what maybe i'll ask the mayor about this belly button situation do i will i'll give him a call okay so we got a lot to get to Holiday season means company parties and time with the family, so why shouldn't you look stylish and feel comfortable at the same time? Are you ready to try on the most comfortable flat you've ever worn that you can wear all day, every day for any occasion? You're never going to want to take them off. Um, have you heard about Rothy's? They make flats, super comfortable, super high quality flats from recycled plastic water bottles. Um, and I should have, I should have my pair here at the table so I can show you. But I think last time we talked about them, I showed you guys, you would be convinced that they're just a regular shoe, regular fabric. Yeah. Yeah. You'd never guess that they're made out of uh, recycled plastic water bottles. And Wendy's dog walker was wearing super cute shoes a few months ago. And I said, are those Rothy's? And she said, yes, they're the only flats that I can wear all the time that don't give me blisters. So that is a ringing endorsement for them. They're the everyday flat for life on the go. Stylish, classic, comfortable, and they come in four fashionable styles. The flat, the point, the loafer, and the sneaker for women and girls. I was going to get the loafer because I'm more, I'm kind of a loafer person, but I ended up getting the flat. However, now I want to go back and get all the other ones. And they are always updating the different, uh, their, their lineup. So go to their website. You'll fall in love with all the different 
colors and all the different styles and you'll want to get all of them. They launch new colors every few weeks and they sell out constantly. Also, they are royal approved. Meghan Markle slipped on her Rothies on her recent Australian tour with Prince Harry and they've been flying off the shelves ever since. I love my Rothy's and I know you will too. Right now, Rothy's has an amazing deal for my listeners. Use code Allison to get free shipping with no minimum. Free shipping and free returns or exchanges on your Rothy's shoes. Trust me, you won't want to return them. Go to rothys.com and enter Allison to get your new favorite flats and free shipping. So that's R-O-T-H-Y-S.com, rothys.com. Enter Allison. It's no brainer. Shoes that are comfortable, stylish, and sustainable, and free shipping. Go get yourself a pair today. Rothies.com, promo code Allison. Get this deal while it lasts. Okay. According, Tell- according to the internet, only 10% of people have Audis. Look at that. Yep. Seems it's high. crazy. What Seems percent high. belly buttons explode? Mm. Uh, 45. Oh, oh my God. Surprisingly I'm high. Okay. Could happen We're during due. the show. Does anyone here have an Audi? Nope. Mm-hmm. Mine's, mine goes deep in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Yeah, probably like up to about there on mine, I bet. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's a third Wow. Mm-hmm. Has anyone here seen an Audi? I don't even yeah. think I've seen one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I saw one when I was a kid. There were some kids that had them. That's, it's mm-hmm. weird how rare they are. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen an adult. Yeah, 10% high. I feel like, yeah. But I feel, I feel like growing up, kids were always showing their belly button. Yeah. There was yeah. always like, a, do you have an innie or an Audi situation? So, so wait, if that's about, isn't that about the same percentage as people who are left-handed? Is it 10% only? That sounds I That sounds so. low. I'm left-handed. Anybody else here? Nope. nope. No, but that feels still low, 10%. That's 20%. True. <laughs> that number's way off. <laughs> uh, I'm actually kind of more ambidextrous, but I'm like mostly left. One percent ambidextrous, probably five percent. How? In what? In what way are you ambidextrous? I play sports, righty, mm. but m- with both, some degree, kick with both, more with my right, right with my left, eat with both, cut with both. Hmm. It's smart to be ambidextrous. That yeah. Way. According to the internet, about ten percent of people are lefties. What? Look at that. Mm. So, how many people are lefties? With Audis, that yeah, is, if it's the same ten percent, or it could be like ten right. divided, it could be like a tiny fraction. Statisticians, wow. I know we're gonna need there. some kind is of it like one call up at my one one thousandth or MIT. Is that where they do this kind of important left-handed belly button math? You can call MIT, or you can just call Mitt. He's, <laughs> <laughs> He's just a smart guy. He you knows met. stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, I gotta read this list of people who were involved in the telephone for America. Because it's it's insane. What was the uh, charity? Just so America? we did the first. It's an idea that I had to create the first telethon ever with the goal of raising zero dollars. Oh, <laughs> and then, thank you. I set my sights high, and, and and we succeeded. So we tra- achieved our goals. Congratulations! Thank you so much. You're welcome. And the goal instead was to take pledges just of people promising to vote the next day in the midterm. So it was oh. last. It, it was, was the, the November fifth. November fifth. And so, um, and people to also bring their friends to the polls with them, but to make the pledges on our website and they would fill out a whole thing, which includes them making a plan to vote, knowing where their polling place is and get their ballot if they wanted to, they can make their voting squad, um, in, and people did, should know you're a huge Trump supporter, right? Huge Trump supporter. <laughs> like even though it was it was non Avon, the goal <laughs> was to get 
Trump and all of his people another four to 50 years. 50 yeah. Years, okay. Because no term believe, limits for a president. No, not if it's Trump because he's got a mission. That's right. right. Of course. And he's a lovely if you ordained. can't hear the sarcasm in my voice, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's on you. Yeah. But um, our goal was nonpartisan. And, and, uh, but my personal politics are, are pretty far to the left from, from that. But mm-hmm. we kept it surprisingly very, very nonpartisan. I got every celebrity agreed to not say anything about Trump, not talk any trash Just about Trump. Just all about getting the vote out. All about getting the vote out. And Was that hard? It was. But people were on board for it. Like even Chelsea Handler agreed to, 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 to not go there. And she did. She did a good job. And she also helped a great deal with the show. But literally in three weeks... Tried to sell the TV. There wasn't enough time. They didn't have the resource allocated. So in three weeks, we started fundraising before the show, and fundraised from a few different groups, including partnering with Michelle Obama's "When We All Vote." And so her cool. organization came on board. It was super cool. Did uh, you talk to her personally I at did all? Not because I would like to get her on this podcast. Yeah. Oh, great. she'd be a good guest. Be great. She guest. just admitted that she, she did IVF. You could oh talk. really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Could talk about that. And so. So, but she retweeted a tweet about the thing and everything. That's anyway, so awesome. it was really cool. And so, um, it, two weeks before the show, we did not only had half of our funding, less than half, and we also had just me and my friend Rick Sorkin, who was working on this with me, and our friend Hannah Lincoln Hoker. The three of us were the only people two weeks before the show. Lost our showrunner two days after that. What happened? And had to find a new showrunner. It was just our show was not far along for being two weeks out yeah. from a major, major thing. But I was just determined. The three of us were very determined to make it happen because we just thought these midterms were so important. And so we pushed forward anyway. Wow. And we found a new showrunner on Wednesday night, a week and a half before the show, who started wow. Thursday night. This is stressing me out. It was, yeah. <laughs> and nuts. literally, there was just then the four of us and one writer. And then there was the five of us. And then the following Monday, Did just you have one week. Celebrities show, attached yet at that point? I only had from three weeks before that when I had just texted a bunch of my celebrity friends. And I said, if I can make this happen on the 4th or 5th of November, would you participate? Yeah. And a great majority of them instantly said yes. And so I was using that as like in stone confirmations because <laughs> it was so important for the country. I'm like, I'm just, they said they're going to do it. I assume they're going to do it. They will. And I used that to help us get the funding and to help us get everything in place. And it was a gamble for sure. But in the final week before the show, we closed the rest of our funding, partnered with Michelle Obama's wow. group. And we all of a sudden went from four or five people to 140 people working on the show, a full staff, full offices, logo design, graphic design, editing, shooting, writing. Um, I was in charge of a writing staff of seven people. I was trying to close the funding, trying to make both of our nonprofit organizations happy, trying to make the live show happen, get pre-tapes from everybody. Um, it was a pretty large undertaking, but we pulled it off. If you want to read that list now, it might be a good time to read it. Yes, um, this is a crazy list. We got an amazing group of people on board. Congratulations. This is nuts. So yeah. Great job. Thank you. So you hosted with Olivia Munn. That's correct. But here are some other big names. Natalie Portman, Charlize Heard Theron, Sophia Bush, Jane Fonda, mm-hmm. Chelsea Handler, Constance Wu, Judd Apatow, Hassan Minaj, Amy Schumer, Aisha Tyler, Jim Jeffries, Dr. Phil, Pete Davidson, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Ray Romano, Adam Devine, and 90 more celebrities. And then a bunch of like big web people too. Mm-hmm. Who am I leaving out? Um, that's a pretty good list. I mean, we had Nick Swardson and the web people were Tyler Oakley and Dang Matt Smith Link, right? and Rhett and Link and 
and um, just a lot more huge people. Nikki Glaser and Eliza Schlesinger and Ben Bailey did a mini episode of Cash Cab for us. He just pulled his old <laughs> cab out of his garage and did it for us. Cool. And, and HQ did a mini episode for us with some of our content, the HQ trivia game. And and uh, it was just really cool. Larry King popped on board. and like, <laughs> How stressful was this? Because I was watching... Because <laughs> it... So it aired on YouTube. It's pretty it, stressful. <laughs> Tell us where it aired. Because I... Tell us where it aired, and now I'm going to continue talking and not give you an, op- mm-hmm. an opportunity to answer that question. Because mm-hmm. um, I was watching a bunch of different Instagram stories of different people involved, and I just kept thinking, I bet Ben is so stressed right now. <laughs> it was pretty intense because I was producing this thing. You know, I created the show and I was EP, but then I also was hosting it with Olivia Munn, but we had a lot of separate hosting duties. So, like, a friend of mine told me that she saw me in the celebrity phone bank about like a minute out from a live hit. And I was like, where on earth is, is Jane Fonda? She has to be sitting in this seat. She's wandering around drinking a beer. And I'm like, I don't know who that guy is. Who's that web guy? I don't know what to do. Can you get the camera shot closer? And we're back here with Jane Fonda. And just instantly had to do both roles. And so that was quite a challenge. It was really fun, though. The it's hosting such parts, a great idea. Yeah. Thank because you. Because it's like making something that people want to watch that's about voting. Which, you know, you, normally people only get excited about the president. So mm-hmm. you're getting people excited about the midterms anyway. And Good it was, job. and it did not, thank you. And it did not stop Sean Hannity from writing a, from writing a story <laughs> on, on, on his website saying, uh, Jane Fonda and other libs do last minute anti-Trump telethon before. And I was just like, without any evidence of that. <laughs> Yikes. Complete assumption. It's so funny that it's like, if it's Hollywood, it must be liberal. Mm-hmm. And it's like. When you went out of your way to make it non-able. But, but yeah. it's also like this town, this business. I mean. I, yeah, it's more liberal than not liberal, but there are a lot of concerns because this is a yeah. business. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of business people that are not liberal. Yeah, one of know. the only slightly partisan things that were said was Dr. Phil kind of said something about Trump, and he is a Republican. Yeah. And um, I think, so yeah, so so one of the only statements that was a little bit kind of in that way is like, if you don't like Trump, then just get him out. <laughs> and that was Dr. Phil. And, um <laughs> And I'm pretty Spot sure. On. Yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. The crowd didn't agree. I did that impression <laughs> on stage, and they were like, "Not, not great. Move on." Please. But um, so it was really, it was really cool, and it was just a, it was, it was an intense down the wire thing. But like, it's still like right now on Jane Fonda and Natalie Portman's Instagram, it's telethonforamerica.com is the link in their bio. That's so cool. This day, which is because I, I think I might have told you in the podcast before. I've, I, you know, I've been in love with Natalie Portman my whole life. So it's her just popping onto the one morning I woke up and they're like, "Natalie Portman's on board." I'm like, "What? <laughs> this is insane." <laughs> And there was a cool moment backstage, too. This is a fun story to tell. So it, it was a night of, of a few firsts. Not only was it the first time a telethon tried to raise zero dollars, it was the first time that a telethon um, did not take any calls. We only sent the calls out. And the reason we did that was because mm. I I had a phone call two weeks before the telethon with my buddy Scooter Braun, who's produced all the big Scoot. telethons in recent years. And he was like, okay, what's going to happen for sure is your phones are going to be down for the first half an hour. Hmm. And I was like, that's not good. We really need to get these calls. And so I thought, Why? what if we call them out? We wanted to get as many pledges no, no, as no. possible. <laughs> you were kidding. <laughs> no, no. Why are the phone? Does phones down for the first half hour, meaning the phones won't work or just no one's going to be calling? No, meaning they won't work. Like, I guess you usually have to route them through a call center. And there's always mm-hmm. problems. And them so it's just it like, it, there's always plan some on always tech network something. Tech something. Yeah. So we were able to figure out how to not do that. It was also one of the first times that celebrities were able to stream the show officially on their own social media channels, which right. is what you're saying. Great. So... We didn't have a distributor because the network said, no, even YouTube couldn't pay for it. They donated their facilities and their equipment to us, 
but we had to find distribution on our own. So we got Chelsea Handler to put it on all of her social media channels but through this company called Transmit Live we worked with, and the same with Megan Trainer, and the same with Judy Greer and a few other celebrities. And then we made a partnership with Funny or Die a, a two or three days before the thing, and they ran it. Comedy Central sponsored us, and they ran it on their website and apps and all their social. And then Ellen, literally the morning of the show, was like, we're going to come on board and air it on her, on her YouTube That's channel. Amazing. So it really worked out pretty good. But um, So it was all that. But the show's about to begin in four minutes, and I have to host it, and I have to pee. And so, <laughs> Right now? Uh, <laughs> oh, no. I just peed. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I'm walking to, towards YouTube's unisex bathrooms because they're very progressive. Of like course that. they are. And walking into the building as I'm crossing towards the bathroom is Natalie Portman. So we have a moment right there. And I say to her, um, hi, Natalie, I'm Ben Glee. I just want to thank you so much for being here. And she goes, are you kidding? Thank you so much for organizing this. And I was like, oh my God, she knows my name. <laughs> she knows my name. <laughs> that was bananas. And then I had to go to the bathroom, so I'd leave her. And I go, and I'm peeing. And She walked in on you. No, <laughs> but almost. Um, I'm peeing, and Chelsea Handler calls me, and she's like, I'm late. She's supposed to open the show after a monologue. Oh, oh, and she's no. like, I'm 25 minutes late. We're stuck in traffic. And I'm hey. like... Oh my God. So she's on speaker. I leave the stall, put my phone down by the sink. I'm washing my hands. And I look to my right and Deborah Messing's washing her hands. <laughs> and so I'm like, Deborah, Chelsea's on the phone. She's like, Chelsea, get the fuck over here. <laughs> I take a selfie with Deborah Messing. We're now two minutes till air. Put the phone in my pocket. Jane Fonda comes out of the stall behind us. Pants undone. Didn't even have her pants buttoned yet. <laughs> She's trying to button her pants. Natalie Portman walks into the bathroom. And oh it's the God. four of us sitting right there <laughs> in the bathroom less than two minutes before air. And I'm like, it's the classic four together again, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and they smiled. And Natalie went into a stall. And I was like, well, the classic three, maybe. Really wish I got that selfie so much. And ran out. And just before we started the show and went on stage. And then like 10 minutes later was when Natalie Portman was going to go on stage early in the show. And back we're backstage together. And I said to her, um, I've been, since I met her 10 whatever years ago, I've always wondered if she remembered this day. Because to summarize quickly that story was I met her at this political fundraiser for Cory Booker that I went to mostly because I knew she was going to be there. And I love Cory Booker, but I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not donating money to so campaign. like you have it bad for natalie portman i mean she was the, my absolute like dream girl right she's tiny yeah yeah i love that <laughs> well, you so. are to natalie as daniel is to ali sheedy yeah you keep here yeah you love ali hold, on, hold on a second i was way into ali sheedy when i was a kid no. i'm not so you know you i wouldn't you could probably get her now, give to cory booker because <laughs> ali sheedy was showing up well maybe i would <laughs> but anyway so at that event so I had a moment. So at that event, I ended up in conversation saying to Natalie, you know, I had a I had a speech problem when I was a kid and I grew up to be a comedian. And she all of a sudden like melted and she was like, oh my God, that's amazing. And looked up at me and all of a sudden we connected. And she had to leave and she turns, to, gives me a hug goodbye and turns to leave. And then I see her pause and think. And she turns back into me and goes, well, maybe we can see your stand up sometime. And oh. if it was any other girl on earth, I would have been like, yeah, what's your number? I'll let you know when the next show is. But instead, I just said, I would love that very much and walked away. <laughs> and You're putting it on her to find you. Yeah. you know, that's sweet. Went into a deep depression for the next several months. <laughs> One month after this event, she met her husband, also oh. named Ben, not Jewish, and she always wanted to marry a Jewish guy. And I regret it. I always wondered, like, did she really, was she, was she interested? And I messed it up. So I was really looking forward to asking her just if she remembered that day. So I'm I could put very uncomfortable. <laughs> could, could, could I have been I your husband? I just have to interrupt and say, you can tell from the way Ben told that story that he has thought about it like six 
thousand million times oh, since yeah. then. But by oh, the way, yeah. this sounds very similar to my. I was convinced that I was going to run into Ali Sheedy at uh, the O'Hare Airport when I was thirteen, <laughs> and that we were going to connect. So. Please, I don't think you're crazy. Thank you. I'm Thank you for your, for your support. So for then, my okay, so you brought so, it up to her. So, so then we're back. Was I the one that got away? Yeah. So <laughs> I say to her, um, "We've actually met before," and she goes, "Okay." And I go, "It was at the Cory Booker fundraiser." She goes, "Right at that house in the hills." And so it's a good start. I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and then I say, "And I said to you um, that I had a speech <laughs> problem, and then I grew up to be a comedian." And she goes, "Oh, thank you for refreshing my memory." I and before she finishes her sentence. Somebody chimes in and goes, I'm sure she can't stop thinking about it, Ben. Oh, <laughs> Chelsea Handler arrived. Oh, Chelsea no. Handler peeks her head in and salts the moment I've waited over 10 years to find out. So I never got to the real answer if she remembered it or not. <laughs> Natalie runs with that and she goes, yeah, it's been very hard for me ever since then to stop thinking about that <laughs> oh, moment. No, and then they're no. like, Natalie Portman. And she walks on stage <laughs> and I never got the answer oh, I was God. looking for. You're going to have to escalate and have some new telethon mm-hmm. that you're going to just to find out the answer. Was Chelsea Handler familiar with this story from knowing you? I think she was. I don't think she remembers it, and I didn't remind her yet, but I definitely told the story back in the day. Because back in the day, I was like, do you know her? Could you like help me get a hold of her? And she's like, Ben, I don't know Natalie Portman. And so no, I think she forgot, I, but I was just like, give me a hug, Chelsea. And I'm shaking my head like, God damn it. Where would this have gone if yeah. Chelsea hadn't put it in? Making out or a, or a hand job or something. <laughs> Like what was Natalie about to say in your mind? Uh, yeah, I what mean, do you? What? But what, what's, yeah, what's your gut say? <laughs> she's happily married with two kids, so I didn't expect she's not going to admit it. the obsession. No, with I think Lee, but okay, she, she could. Here's could what a... she could. In my head, what she could have said was, "You know what? That's so funny. I really do remember that. I thought you were cute, actually, and I and I was kind of hoping we'd be able to come see you do stand up, and I would have probably killed myself. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I was actually kind of hoping she would have said, oh, that's so sweet. I'm sorry. I don't really remember that. And that would have been better because I would have known that my life went the right path and I didn't mess up. Mm-hmm. And then maybe it was just her wanting right. to come see stand up. But I, won't, I don't know either way. So I live another day, but we don't know. Just know <laughs> that there's a, a sliding doors alternate reality in which you're happily married to Natalie Portman, yeah. but you're in the other one. You're Ben Portman. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the well, other you're, one. You're trapped in this one where you're on this show yeah. right now. Could have been. But here you are with us. <sighs> Could have been. The name of my autobiography. Could have been. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's great. good. That's it's sad. It's not good. It's sad. <laughs> that's amusing. I'm not going to call it that. But anyway, so the point is we did have historic, not that the telethon was directly responsible, but if we played some small part in historic turnout, best in 50 years, record-breaking for young people, and so to have hopefully played a tiny part, that's the big goal. Portman it's a pretty big part. How did you determine who you called? Thank you. Um, So every pledge that came in, we had producers that were getting the information in real time from the website, and they would bring printed out sheets to all the celebrities at the phone bank. Oh, I see. Cross them off. People would call in and say, "Call this person." No, they would write in. They would pledge on the website, and then we would get the information. We would print it and then bring it to the celebrities, and they could just choose who they would call based on. They would go down the list and tick them off as they went through. They already knew their name, their city. They could reaffirm for them their polling place, make sure they had the plan, make sure they find out who they were going to the polls with. But it was more just like a reward for people having yeah. pledged. 
God, right? this is so such a cool. Crazy Thanks. idea. How did cool. the idea start? Yeah, good question. Ten years ago, my best friend Scott Richardson and I, who I created shows with in the past and created Comedy Juice with, we had an idea for a similar kind of telethon that we tried to sell with Norman Lear ten years ago, and then last minute he pulled the plug. We never did it. It's going to be a voter registration telethon. And so that idea hit me five weeks ago, and I remembered it, and I was like, what if we did it instead as a voter turnout telethon and tried to get people to pledge just to come out and vote? And um, ran with it, and then and uh, didn't sleep for the last three weeks, but uh, it worked. And I I finally slept. Yes, I slept until till one o'clock. Good. It was really nice, and I kind of stayed in bed till like two forty-five. Who reached out to the celebrities? I ended up booking like I would say probably like fifty percent of them myself, and then we hired a talent booker who booked some as well, and I think because who got us Olivia Munn, and then. Um, Barry Katz came on to produce it and he booked a lot of people himself as well and called on some of his personal relationships for that. And then Michelle Obama's group, when we all vote also brought us some, some people as well. That's so So it was a great combination of people bringing people together. It was really cool. And from the beginning was the intention to be nonpartisan. Like, is that how you always conceived of it? Not in the least. I really wanted it to be, well, I was kind of torn and uh, Barry wanted it to be nonpartisan, thought it had to be. We were trying to sell it to TV and I just wanted to take a stand. I felt like it was enough of Trump and enough of him were kind of running amok. To me, it's not a partisan issue even, but a nonpartisan group wouldn't be able to be anti-Trump, even though to me it's totally separate. Like, I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. I don't care what policies you want. I just think the guy is a poison to our country and he's like undermining our values and our sovereignty. And that to mm-hmm. me should be far beyond right. left and right. All of us should not want that. Mm-hmm. But so I wrote originally a rundown of the show, literally just two and a half weeks before the show. That was very partisan. Like I mm-hmm. was going to be walking through the studio, like doing a great uh, cheery hosting thing while walking by. And you kind of see in the background a kid in a cage. And I was going to be like, oh, boy. Is that a child in a cage? Anyway, Tom Arnold, everybody. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, I, and then we weren't able to fundraise. We spent a couple, we lost like a week and a half trying to fundraise that way and couldn't do it. And I had talked to, Michelle Obama's group, and they're like, if you're down to make it completely nonpartisan, come back to us. And so I was like, like oh, two it was weeks Michelle ago, Obama's group who said it was that? them and our other funder, both that were nonprofits huh. that were nonpartisan. Who's the other funder? Or do you- I think I'm allowed to say it was XQ, which is uh, Mark Echo and Lorraine Powell Jobs mm-hmm. uh, organization promoting people to get involved in school boards. Um, and so they also couldn't be. And so once we got that funding, the decision was made for us. And I think it was actually a lot better because. Turnout is just important regardless. Right. Liberals tend to win, I think, when when turnout's bigger. So it still served the side that I wanted in this election. And again, not because of partisan reasons, just because, as James Comey tweeted, who's a lifelong Republican, that he thought in this election you had to elect Democrats just because the Republicans in Congress were not following through in their duty to put a check on this out-of-control administration. And so that's why I thought that was very important. Um, but when we got that funding, we made the decision for us. And I think it was great because we we were able to just show that liberals don't have to always be lecturing and finger wagging and saying this is how you have to vote, but just go out there and but do it's your fun, turn, right? <laughs> yeah, it's and then definitely yeah, fun. how did the? I'm still afraid to go back to like fully doing it on my Twitter because I feel like I'm still like associated with the nonprofit stuff for the last couple of weeks. Oh right. yeah, <laughs> I haven't had any like anti ease anti Trump rants yet. Oh, let's take it back. I did. I didn't ease in even. I did tweet in response to Trump tweeting. A couple of days ago, about, about the fires, fires yeah. saying that I'm going to take away the funding if they don't oh get their shit God. in order. I literally just tweeted, I, I quote tweeted, and I said, "Eat a dick." Yeah. <laughs> so I think I dove right back in pretty hard actually already, but I felt weird about it. 
I, lo- I love that how, by the way, just I, ha- I love how in Trump's mind, if it's a big fire, it's a forest fire. He's like a he's like a five year old. You know what I mean? Like he only knows forest fires. It's a, it's, it's Malibu, motherfucker. There's no forest right. in Malibu. So um, funny. D- and did the, all the celebrities have to agree? To yeah, be I mean, they didn't make them sign. They didn't make them sign a, an agreement, but right. um, we all asked them. And um, we warned them again in the monologue. Yeah. And then even Chelsea, who was really helpful, she really helped produce the thing in the last few weeks. She introduced it, um, uh, plugged it on Bill Maher, and then she helped us book some of our biggest names, actually. Thanks to Chelsea, we got Jane Fonda and Charlize Theron and Deborah Messing and Megan Trainer and a few others. And she just helped us in a lot of ways. And then she even put her name on an email that we sent out to a lot of the people that to tune in. And then she even put said we could put her name on... At, on a letter we handed all talent when they arrived saying please keep nonpartisan for this one day let's all be just one country and then she added parentheses that note is mostly just for me <laughs> <laughs> it's really it. fascinating it's fascinating that you do this big political event and then make it nonpartisan but like but that i think is probably the most effective to do it in that way yeah because it really took away a lot of the the steam out of arguments saying right. that we have this agenda that we're always trying to push. Um, crazily, though, and very sadly, um, some of my friends reading the comments just on our very own Telethon for America page on YouTube that we just established during the broadcast said some of the most horrendous anti-Semitic things I've ever read in my life. Who, who I, did this? Just random just, people. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, YouTube is a, uh, not a great place. Like, next level, I couldn't believe this level of horrible, horrible comments. Against you or against? Just against the show. Uh, like, another Jew up on stage, fire up the gas chambers, Jesus where are the Christ. ovens? Like, insane. It wasn't even to Jewish people. It was like Olivia Munn was on stage or something. Uh, it was like weird. I didn't realize that was your telephone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you were generally ranting. I Whatever have page to get it out at. somewhere, you know? I get, uh, I get that. It was pretty insane. That was disconcerting that even when doing a thing that was just to entertain and was lighthearted and funny and about voting, that's controversial still. But, um, you know, at least the the whole state's not on fire. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> You guys, the holidays are just around the corner. (laughs) How is your holiday shopping going? I have an idea for a wonderful gift. Hit me. I feel like I'm going to have ideas for a lot of wonderful gifts coming up. You always do. I know. (laughs) They stay in the ideas phase. (laughs) Yeah, I, 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 I have trouble graduating from idea to actual manifesting the idea into a thing that I hand someone in a timely fashion. Right. But no longer because Canvas People is here. And they can take a photo and turn it into a piece of art by putting it on a canvas. Why just hang a photo (laughs) on your wall when you can hang a beautiful canvas with that photo on it? That's pretty cool. On your wall. It makes a great gift. It's beautiful. It's a special gift for the special people in your life. If you're looking for that, check out Canvas People. Canvas People prints your favorite memories on canvas. Like, if you had some kind of rent you ben had some kind of rendering of you talking to natalie portman oh, i got it you could put this on a canvas don't think i don't have it don't <laughs> think i'm right. not gonna do that yeah and don't think the girl i'm seeing is not gonna break up with me when she sees that <laughs> all those will happen i you- look forward to that cascade of events turn that into a unique work of art that adds a beautiful touch to your home we have a few prints on canvas photos mm-hmm. of like wedding photos on canvas mm-hmm. everyone ooze and ahs 
Mm-hmm. Everyone oohs and ahs. Oh, you meant in general. Or no. you, is that an order? Like, or, we thought like, we were taking direction. Everyone Ooh. oohs and ahs. Oh, oh, yeah. Let's hear them. Except then, yeah, there we go. Ah. Hear those oohs and ahs. That's right. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> and then Elliot walked up to one of them with a crayon, and I said, no, no. And he has not, he has not put his tag on it yet. <laughs> he did put his tag on the crib, the closet All the books door. are written on now. The, yeah. And also the, the, wall. And the wall. Yeah. At least it's, so far it's contained in his room. Sorry. Anyway, this is not about that. This is about Canvas People. When <laughs> I heard of Canvas People, I thought, what a cool way to turn photos of my family into art for the wall. With Canvas People, you get your favorite memories printed to cherish and beautiful prints that look great on any wall. Now, as a special, very limited holiday offer, CanvasPeople.com is offering their popular 11 by 14 photo canvases for free. That's right. Free. These normally sell for $69.99, but for this week only, you'll pay nothing. Just cover shipping and handling. To get your free canvas, text Allison to 797979. Just pay shipping and handling. This offer won't last. Text Allison, A L I S O N, to 797979. That's Allison to 797979. Message and data rates may apply. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh! Let's see. Oh, there Look it is. That. Picture you, know, you do ben need to make that again. This is literally a visual. This mother. is a visual. <laughs> <laughs> we are looking at a picture of Ben and Natalie is that Tom at the, the telethon. It is Jane Fonda and Nicole Richie. Oh. Did you? Hire- and dare I say she's looking up at you with moony eyes? Yeah, she does. Can I know. see it again? Does seem to yeah. really yes. like have it for you. Ben, you're so, also looking yeah. real sharp. Thank were you, you happy yeah. that you ran into her on a day that you're looking so? She's probably thinking what could have been. There's a lot of crackling chemistry between you. Yeah, crackling chemistry is a good way to say it um did you hire a photographer just to get that shot no in <laughs> fact i didn't even think about a photographer and then a friend of mine randomly two hours before the show texts me is like do you want me to come and take pictures i'm like oh my god yeah that'd be great so that luckily happened look at that did you and, give him that assignment yeah uh, no, here's the one no, photo you no, need no, to get literally like like aside from that story which was a back thought in my head i don't i don't create the impression that i'm doing this thing for, <laughs> it was I, I was surprised that she jumped onto the show so it was just a happy surprise but Really, the thing was there for the purpose of trying to really help voter turnout, and so it was just a nice personal bonus that all of a sudden Natalie Portman entered the fray, and I got to have part two of my story. But you are dating someone currently. Mm-hmm. But he'd drop her to the curb if no, no, Natalie no, no, said, no, no, "Yeah, you would." No, changing topics. You see, you see those yellow thumbtacks over there? Yes, they look a lot like those corn on the cob holders. Oh, they do. So it's almost confusing. Like, should, could you eat them with corn? I love corn topics. <laughs> Delicious. Question. By the way, speaking of corn topics, we have these weird things. <laughs> corn topics in our new segment. Finally, we're on to that. Corn topics. <laughs> and I was like, they look like uh, like spoons that you would use when you pour absinthe over sugar cubes. And Allison is claiming that it's uh, you put pads of butter and you spread it They're on corn with it. They're these bizarre utensils that I inherited. Inherited makes it sound like they were like willed to me. That's what you got from your grandparents. Everyone I, else got money, but you got the <laughs> corn butterers. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I don't. They're like she loves butter. They, I don't it know. wasn't like right. they were left to me in a will. I don't know how I have them, but Your they were. Got my... the ranch in Laguna. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Laguna. you got the butter spoon. <laughs> and they're these weird, they, so weird, like looking. slotted spoon things, 
And I believe you put a pat of butter in it and then you like rub it on the corn. But it's kind of brilliant <laughs> <Coke> because. <spoon. laughs> but actually, no, when you it, think about it, when you got corn it. on the cob, like balancing that melting butter on the top so that you can get it's kind of tough. It's yes. This is but the I mean, solution to that. It is hard. Either you could take. No, a, I'd like a spoon for it. I wouldn't trade a ranch, but I, I would. I'd like a special spoon. Because the only other solution that makes sense is to just get the bar of butter and then put the corn on it and just spin it on the butter. Right. Oh, you right. mean the Fox Family method? Is that the Fox Family? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you. No, yeah, there actually hard. is a dispenser. My mom has it's. It's like a square plastic thing that is the shape of a stick of butter. That the end of it is curved and it sits in a little stand, and then you take it out and actually. Oh rub my it on god! Like, like deodorant, like a yeah, glue, yeah. Or a glue yeah. stick. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, because that's one of the only it's times I actually it's, put it's finger smart. to butter and. I'll take a little bit of a warm butter or soft butter, cold butter that then melts on the hot corn. You have to just kind of hold it on top and spin it yourself. Right, because the knife is distribute. Yeah. The, yeah, either you, you, fing, you, you either you finger tools. the butter or the the knife is useless. Mm-hmm. It's just it's right. totally useless. So. It just immediately falls off into the plate. Now you got a little bit of pea right. or a little bit of uh, onion on the butter. Now you don't want that on your corn. So Who when does? your sister's at the ranch right. and <laughs> and having trouble with her corn, yep. you can just smile and go. That's right. To laugh that. hysterically. Yep. No trouble over here, you'll nope. say. Non-bitter that, laugh. It, just, that, it really seems like a utensil from another era. Yeah. Like, who in this day and age would I've, use these? I mean, maybe we would. Well, we just, I mean, I feel like we all just said how much we could use yeah, them. I okay. know, but I'm just well, saying. But you're right, we wouldn't actually, actually would. use it. Yeah, we, we would just like think to about theory. it. Right. Well, yeah. I feel like back in those days, people ate around the table more frequently. Yeah, so those things were thought of. You would in, mm-hmm. use like the cor- the things that you put on the end of the corn right. to hold the corn. Like, I don't there's think there's lots I don't of corn think we, related things. Yeah, corn no. is a. A, um, I don't even eat corn that, that much anymore. I, it's been a long time. But also, there's so many accoutrements for corn. Yeah, I mean, I have an ice cream scooper that I don't use because if I ever eat ice cream, I just take my biggest spoon yeah. because the ice cream scooper's got the lever and then the ice cream's getting under the thing that moves back and forth and right. how you're getting in there. What am I? I need a full time job to clean that thing. Yeah. You know, it doesn't pay good. No, you can't have it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you get it. You guys get it. Delicious. We're going to have to see this thing at some point. You, you want to go picture? get it? I'd love to yeah, see it. Yeah, you should probably bring that out. Yeah, okay. Because I don't quite understand how it works. This Mother. is a visual. Now, were various things assigned to people in the family and you ended up with spoons and in the moment you were no. upset? No. No, that's what I'm saying. They weren't willed to me. Okay. I don't know. I can't remember how they came into my possession. Okay. Because... Well, when my grandmother passed away and then that, my both of my grandparents on that side were, were gone... Our whole family just met up at my grandparents' house, and we just all went round robin, and we'd get to choose stuff. Yeah, I Is feel that like how it went down, <laughs> like a fun secret Santa. It was hard because we didn't have any valuations. We were really gambling. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I, guess I made this? some good choices. I think. Would you pick? I grabbed like this gold thing that seemed like a heavy gold, and everybody was going for these big ceramics. I'm like, I don't know if ceramics is the move. <laughs> yeah, like the gold is where you want to stick your stick your dick your, your dick on. <laughs> What happened? Uh-oh. Oh, you look sad. No, he's back with I just with opened nothing. the garage. I was so confident. I knew where they were, and I looked at the, all the boxes. I'm like, I don't have any goddamn clue where those are. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Check out the garage. Get out of here, you motherfucker. That's what they said. That's very I, good, Jeff. I don't, I, I don't want to spend 10 minutes looking yeah. for them. It's not worth Jeff, it. Jeff, could you look up corn buttering utensils? <laughs> 
spoons or something. But while you do that, I need to tell you guys about Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free. They strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy. It's a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence. Uh, The app is simple and intuitive. There's a clear design with data presented in an easy-to-digest way. And by the way, I say data, but in my brain, I think you should say data. Isn't data actually correct? Mm. I say data. I think it can go either way. Yeah. I'm a data guy. Let's do a survey. I say data. 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 Oh, oh wow. Yeah. All, oh of my God. And all of our belly buttons all go inward. All the innies <laughs> say yeah. data. data. Oh, yes. <laughs> but the Robinhood app. Delicious. The Robinhood app has tons of data. Uh other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, but Robinhood doesn't charge commission fees. You can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Uh, uh, here we are. Easy to understand charts and market data. Place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. The Robinhood web platform also lets you view stock collections like 100 most popular, sectors like entertainment and social media, and curated categories like female CEOs. Um, and uh, analyst ratings of buy, hold, sell for every stock. You can learn how to invest as you build your portfolio. So it's really, it's a. I don't. I'm intimidated by the stock market and by how all oh, of yeah. that works and all the terms and all that stuff. But the Robinhood app lets you learn as you go. Uh, Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. Sign up at allison.robinhood.com. That's allison.robinhood.com. Allison.robinhood.com. All right, where are we with corn butterers? <laughs> so I'm doing an image search and I'm finding the the one that my mom has. Oh, this is a visual. Oh, that yeah, that is like turning your butter into a deodorant stick. Oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. real it's a nice. butter yeah. sleeve. And it that even has great. like a, a plunger thing at the end so that you can push it forward. You can advance it without feel, getting butter on. This sounds fun. I feel like that's what you have when you live in corn country. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like the ones that we have are what are like, even though this is not where they came from, they're like the most waspy butter device. They're like, it's, it's the spot of butter. They're really the <laughs> the the raised pinky of butter. They really are. That's butters. what I'm saying. They're very fussy. Yeah. Right. Can you describe what it looks like to me so I can see? If yes, I can find it. it's like a spoon with the where the where the spoon would be mm-hmm. is flat on the bottom. It's with oval slots. and flat. It's like oval shaped, but the bottom is flat and it's got, it's slotted. So you could put a hunk of butter in it and then hold it over the corn. And so then you have to heat grape. the butter for it to fall through? Or you're hoping the corn no, will the corn heat, heat the butter. I was okay. m- misunderstanding how it worked. I thought that you would put the butter in there and then hold it butter side down no. and it just presses the butter against the corn. No. Right. But what it is is you it's letting the heat it. yeah. of the corn melt mm. the butter through the slots. Yes. I think that's not going to work great. Also, I'd like to think maybe this is indeed an absinthe spoon and is not meant for butter, and you're making that up in your brain that you think it is for corn. Yeah, what if this isn't a is, corn spoon at is all? Is this it? This is a visual. The, the, no, but it's similar. Okay. It's similar to that. Can I say that? Can I, please? Does that mm. say for corn? Uh, it says butter spreader. Butter spreader. Mm. Mm. I yeah. don't think it's a butter spreader. It's a butter dripper well maybe it is for absinthe i don't know i don't know where i got this idea that it would work for great for absinthe <laughs> how frequently are you drinking absinthe i've and picked you, up on absinthe drinking a, a lot if years. you're marilyn manson mm-hmm. depends on who you are you honey don't know that i'm not 
could be us. We don't. Mm. That's true. We don't know that you're not. Thank you. Is this yes. them? Yes. There yes. we go. Oh, my God. And I was saying butterer kind of in jest. Yeah, that's them. Whoa. That is they. Oh, looks almost like a, like a walnut. Cracker. Hers is more of a carafe than that. But I don't know what that's going to do. You're not flipping it upside down and holding the butter You're like holding the butter over the, it. And I like just so. balancing yeah. the butter no, but on like, that. You like touching the corn with it, I think. It's, it's like you're you're just gracing the corn with butter. That's what I'm saying. It's people who just want a spot it's of butter. Bullshit. Right. You need to get the fucking butter in there. Yeah. You need to squeeze it into All the right. fucking the stick is the far. crevices. Smash it on there. Well, maybe yeah. there's, a, there's a reason that no one is familiar with these anymore. It's yeah, they're terrible. in the Museum yeah. of Obsolete Utensils. <laughs> like, do you just want a kiss of butter on your that's corn? That's what I'm saying. Hello, no. that's what I've been saying. It's almost like you don't want butter, but you want people to think you want butter. Right. Like in Mexico, they said, not only do I not want that, I want fucking mayonnaise on that shit. Really? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what they do? They put mayonnaise. Yeah, mayonnaise and, and then like chili powder. Yeah. They'll like go all in. I think that's true. I feel like I've seen that at a state fair. So that's what they put on babies in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that many grilled cheese recipes say to put mayonnaise on both sides of the bread and then grill it in the pan and then... What? Yeah, I know. In place I, of butter? Or mayonnaise on, on a grilled cheese? Yes. Wait, on the outside of the bread? Yes. Huh. Oftentimes, I would put butter on that. But the, there's- these recipes say mayonnaise. It just makes me realize oftentimes if you have a grilled cheese in a restaurant where it's like browned on the outside, that might have been in mayonnaise. That's gross to me. Although on the, the outside, mm-hmm. not the part that's going to be touching the cheese. No, the outside. Why would you put anything like, on the outside? It. I don't so you're know. You're touching a wet you gotta mayonnaise bread? Yeah, you, you, no, no, yes, you got to put butter on it yeah. that grills it nice and it gets it nice and flavorful Apparently but i'm, mayonnaise I'm wondering better. what grilled mayonnaise on bread might taste good it sounds gross to me but i have it's a feeling just egg. It, isn't it just it. egg and vinegar and oil and oil so why is it so unhealthy then was a lot of mayonnaise it's like it kills you i haven't needed mayonnaise in anything except granted a coleslaw and macaroni salad for many years i've been off my sandwiches for about 20 years mm-hmm. Just I've heard it's like a billion. It's like movie theater pu- butter. You yeah. can't do it. Well, it just kills you. Yeah, I think that oil is heavy. Yeah. Who's what recipe is this? Who's telling you to do this? New York Times uh, and other Southern important Living places. Cra- crazy Town. No, I swear, you, you guys. I swear to you. <laughs> I swear it. I trust because you. I was trying to make a grilled cheese for Elliot, and it, it didn't. It didn't go well. Uh, I mean, it was fine. Right. It was cheese on bread that was like... What did you use? Pam. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Look, we don't have butter in the house, and we also don't... (laughs) But then I was looking... I was like, if I wanted to do this the real way, how would you do it? Right. And I encountered this mayonnaise Mayonnaise. situation. It was shocking to me as well. (sighs) Butter. Well, I'm sure people will let us know how delicious it is. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys want to know a crazy thing I did two days ago? Yes, please. I took an ice bath. I went. I co-hosted this event with Wim Hof, the Ice Man, who Un- is unfamiliar. Oh, you're unfamiliar. You said that like he, we know. Oh, I feel like Man. maybe we should. But he said it in such twenty-three was... world records. Oh, well, like we should know. Yeah, you should know. He but climbed he... Everest and Kilimanjaro in just shorts and shoes. What? No shirt. The f- what? Yeah, went did a marathon through the Namibia desert with with no water. The guy is insane, and he's able to control his body temperature. And I was asked to emcee this event on Saturday, an all-day event, and it ends with you doing an ice bath and submerging your entire body in ice for two minutes. Cool. And it was awesome. Like how? Awesome in what way? You just really psyched up. It's supposed to be very good for your health to increase circulation, mitochondria generation, and regeneration. Is it painful? It was a very big shock. You had to like really prepare 
mentally for it and do these like chants and get real z- z- zoned up and prepared to like focus and breathe. It was kind of hard when you, when you submerge, it was kind of hard to start breathing slowly. Right. Like it was hard to get breath. I was like, mm-hmm. I was yeah, like, eventually I was able to have deeper breath. That's when you can like calm down into it. Um, it was intense, but it was really cool. I've done once before the cryo chambers. That's yeah. like even colder, but that's a dry cold. This was like full on ice, like wet ice. And under is it ice. immediate submerge or you're walking immediate into this? Submerge. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. did you get an ice cream headache from it? No. Okay. I think you have, might so, have to ingest for that. I what guess. does it do for you? It's supposed to do that. It's supposed to help circulation. It's supposed to help your mitochondria. I don't know what that means, but it's supposed to be good. It's supposed to help your blood flow. It's supposed to help. I said that a few times already. <laughs> I don't really know what it does. I guess is the point. It's supposed to just do a lot of very, I health feel benefits. There's a relationship between mitochondria health. and and your metabolism. Like mitochondria is something in the cells. I think the mitochondria. We need to call him. We I need know. to call Mitt. But I think <laughs> mitochondria is what metabolizes sugar or maybe everything in the cells. So if you're if you have more mitochondria, then your your metabolism is going to be faster. Yeah, this guy like he's been injected with diseases like E. coli, and he can just with his for- sheer will of mind get it to to not affect his body. Good lord! What? And he just does all this incredible stuff. And but also it's just like to prove that you can like change the way you see the world and change the way you interact in it and you can accomplish stuff like that. Also earlier in the day in the same thing he does this breath technique where he teaches you how to remove to exhale all breath from your lungs. It's not just hold your breath for two minutes. Exhale all breath from your lungs and have no breath in your lungs for two minutes. Why? I don't really remember. It's funny. Other than, yeah, it's like fun <laughs> and it's like a meditation. Other than that, okay. I don't really remember exactly why, but I do it. I practice it. There's an app. Interfire app, and you can like learn how to like time yourself and get better and better. It's hard for me to reach two minutes, but like one forty, I can do pretty good. Has he been? Te- you know how um, Lance Armstrong like just has a higher yes, well, sure, yes, <laughs> but also like higher lung capacity and just is it better to he can oxygenate his blood better than mm-hmm. most people. Is this mm-hmm. guy the same way? Like he just has yeah. a really unique. Yeah, okay. he's pretty amazing at that kind of stuff. Is he hot? Uh he's like a he's a. After lunch, I came out as him. He's this Dutchman, and I got to do an impression of him. He <laughs> talks very crazy. So this is me doing my impression of him, and that's him. Um, he like a workout. He talks like this. He's like, go, go. And you get the breath inside your head, and then you submerge in the ice, and it's very wonderful. And you feel it inside. Come on, fucking shit, man. You can do it. And it's like, he's very intense. Amazing. Very intense, man. What was your mantra going into the ice? Do you remember that? One? I didn't have a mantra per se. I was like, I've always been pretty good at this since ten years ago, in Amsterdam when I uh, was on mushrooms and was able to figure out how to control my body temperature. Not as good as he can, but I'm pretty good at it always. So I was just like, focus, focus, ready, step in, and then just stay calm and don't think about the cold. Focus on my inner heat. Right. That's my biggest trick for overcoming your overcoming cold is that it's just external you feel cold, but internally you still have 98 degree blood coursing through your veins. That's very warm. And nobody just ever focuses on now. warm. Sure, <laughs> you can't stay outside for a long time, but no one focuses on the inside. They feel cold and all they think is, oh no, I'm cold, yeah, cold, cold. Yeah, you feel like it's piercing your whole body. Yeah. Right, and it's not. It's just external. And right. inside you're still hot. And so I just try to think inside. I'm like, I know I have warmth in here and I feel it inside me. I'm cool. 
And that happened in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Was it really cold there? It was yeah. It was it was snowing on and off that weekend. And I bet you there are diseases you could inject this guy with that he couldn't get rid of with his mind. How probably. long have you been thinking about that? <laughs> no, I mean that, just... that was the re- that was I arrived at that right when Ben said the E. coli thing. I'm like the opposite of that guy. Like somebody sneezes on TV and I get a cold. Yeah. <laughs> Where did intense. your mind go? HIV. Well, actually, I. I I think I could probably get enough E. coli in his system to <laughs> to kill him with that. To get him? I mean, maybe. Just give him a long weekend on the toilet, at least. You don't want to be making those kind of proclamations. It's like how Houdini died. He would always say, like, punch me in the gut. And, and he would have people come and punch him as hard as he could, and he would always be fine. And then some guy came up when he wasn't ready, punched him in the gut, and that's how that's what killed him. Really? He wasn't ready. Is a, he wasn't ready. Yeah. But wasn't ready is a whole different thing. He didn't claim he could that. be not ready. Yeah. So you don't want to be like, hey, I can True. expel E. coli, and then some jackass comes up and True. Right, just jabs him with... Stabs him. Yeah, that part's you know. not part of the weekend course, is not the <laughs> injecting you with d- dangerous, deadly diseases. You know, anthrax. <laughs> so wait, you've done the cryo chamber. What's that, that like? Yeah, it's like what is it like negative one hundred and eighty or negative two twenty or something for three minutes. Uh, it's pretty intense, and for that you actually have to wear gloves on your extremities and a head uh, earmuffs on your ears and socks because uh, you would get frostbite. But other than that, everything else is exposed. Mm-hmm. And what about your eyes? Your eyes are exposed, and it's pretty intense. It's pretty intense. It's very cold. You can put a song on that you like, and I kind of just like box in there and like. I only did it once. My friend does it like a couple times a week. How long are you in there for? Three minutes. And the one I went to, you have, a, and it's full, including your head, like full oh, wow. contained. But there's first like a negative eighty degrees, and then you go into the negative two hundred degrees um, for the full three minutes. And it was very, How does very that cold. Not harm you? I don't know. That's what you understand. You don't get it. But then they let you do it, and they say it's very healthy. And you get out, and you feel incredible, and you're breathing great, and you feel more alive than you've ever been. It's pretty intense. Because you just when you're were like there. almost dead. Yeah, because you're almost dead. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> and so, but it's not the coldest I've ever, the coldest I've ever been. I was in Winnipeg a couple of years ago doing stand up, and that town is just cold. And I just walked like from the co- comedy condo across the parking lot to like the Albertsons, and had to take off my glove for a second to like use my phone, and it was like instant frostbite. It felt like, and it was mm-hmm. freezing cold. So like. Wind chill and like real life cold seems colder than all these things. Mm-hmm. But the cryo chamber was was pretty tolerable. Like I was re- ready to get out when those three minutes were done. But I was fine. A lot of people do it. Yeah, yeah. And, and they just do it, it for their mitochondria. For all the for all the health benefits. <laughs> all the health benefits. I really don't give enough attention to my mitochondria. <laughs> now, did you, neglecting did it. Did you cry in the cryo chamber? No. Pete a little <laughs> into an instantly icicle frozen <laughs> yeah. stream of pee. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Speaking was weird. Of, of all the stuff we're talking about, I want to tell you about Noom. Sticking to a weight loss plan can be hard, especially when you don't know how to handle the thoughts, triggers, and other obstacles that can sabotage your progress. Most people who lose weight gain it all back because most weight loss plans just tell you what to do while you're on the plan, not after. Gym memberships, personal trainers, and nutritionists are very expensive. I want to tell you guys about Noom and how they can help you on your weight loss journey. Noom is this really cool app. Um, the people behind it spent a lot of time looking at the science of what motivates people and how to keep people motivated and like what people need um, to stick with a program. And it's very, uh, it's, it's, it's technologically elegant and, and, and yet very easy to use. Um, 
And Noom doesn't say that you can't have certain foods. It just teaches you about moderation. When you go a little bit overboard, there's no shaming, just tips to getting back on track tomorrow. It's like weight loss in the palm of your hand, on your phone or wherever you need it. Uh, and it's like your own support team or glam squad right there. You have a live goal specialist and access to a group of fellow new members. So it's really like a community that you can make use of as much as you want. And you can sort of let them know if you want to have a ton of interaction, if that's what will help you, or if you want to have not as much interaction. Um, it's, it's very, you can sort of, you can specialize it, um, and all of this is for less than the price of a single appointment with a nutritionist or personal trainer. What do you have to lose? Sign up today and start your trial at noom.com slash Allison. Start your trial today at noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash Allison and start losing weight for good. That's noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash Allison to start your trial and start seeing life-changing results today. Okay, let's do Just Me or Everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Skadoop doop doop. But I never heard about Idlewild. Sure. Well, we can it can keep if okay. you want. All right. We'll, we'll okay. tease it for the next episode. All right. Okay. Big 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 big. <laughs> Everybody's coming back yeah, next week to hear about dog. a, a dog mayor. <laughs> Well, at least tell Ben about the dog mayor. Oh, sure. So Idlewild doesn't have a mayor. And the people of the town said, hey, what if we get a golden retriever to be the mayor? They all voted. And so now Mayor Max oh is uh, is the mayor of this town. It's amazing. I feel like they should that- just suck with no mayor. <laughs> <laughs> ben? Is it please take retriever? it back? Just go ahead and take that back. Just go ahead and just real quick I take it back. Not. Take it back. I take it back. Thank you. There you not go. Really. <laughs> Is the dog overwhelmed by the <laughs> scope of the job? <laughs> I think that's more than. Yeah. You know. Oh, absolutely. Uh, no, I think he loves it. He's, he does. He's Is it mostly yeah. ceremonial for him? It's yeah. Uh, he let's yeah. call him America's man. Let's let's do it right. He yeah. He just comes in. He gets a lot of <laughs> treats out of the deal. A lot of pets. Everybody. Everybody's on board for it. Has fun. it gone to his owner's head? Yes. Yes. Uh, her name is Phyllis. She's a delight. Of course but, it is. Yeah, Of course. Why wouldn't it be Phyllis? Instead There's of no... America's mayor, can we call him America's mayor? <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, but it's, listen, you guys, you got to go. I don't know what your plans are this weekend, but That's cancel them. point for Get to Yeah, go sure. see this Mayor Max. Give a state of the city address. He, said, he should. I, he's probably working on it. I've mayor been... peed on me again. <laughs> I've only been to Idlewild once in college, but I remember it being very pretty and cute and like foresty. It's, Not foresty, but cabiny. Yeah, it's fan- it's adorable. It's a super cute little town. Remind me a lot of Colorado. Are there places to stay in Idlewild? No, lots of places to pee on the street now, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. You can, oh, it's an open urinate in public policy now. It's one of his I, big sweeping changes. Humping legs is fully legal now. hundred <laughs> percent. Yes. Yeah. No, this guy's got an agenda. He's making it happen. There is no Me Too movement in Idlewild. No. <laughs> is Mayor Max responsible for hiring the dog catcher for the city? He <laughs> oh, is. It's, uh, it's weird. It's uh, yeah. just a, a guy passing out hot dogs. It's odd. Yeah. He's Man. totally defunded the dog catcher. Right. 
because I remember thinking like, oh, I want to go stay at I, I want to go up to Idlewild, but I don't remember there being like a hotel or anything. There, there's a cute little cabin that's like in the center. So it really it's like an octagon of of cute little shops, and then there's a bunch of like Airbnb places about three miles away. There are that no you can doors. Stay into. It's all it's all doggy doors. Yeah, it's just dog doors. That's, <laughs> that's, that's all they got. That's all they got. Idlewild, crawl on in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jennifer Tokaji says I've never made the right amount of pasta. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, hard to know. Yeah, that's a tough one. You always want to make more than you really are hungry for. Pasta is deceptive like that. Yeah. yeah. And you think you're going to eat it later and you don't. It's like when you go to a really, really fancy restaurant that makes their own pasta and then you get the pasta and it's just like a little bit. On a giant like, plate. And you're like, motherfucker, like I paid a lot of money. And then it's, but it's enough. it's enough. Right. Yeah. I just made a vegan pasta. With vegan cheese that I was trying to, I don't know why I'm not even being vegan. I had in and out today where I saw Caitlyn <laughs> Jenner. Anyway, I made this pasta and I just didn't, I, it said it was three servings and even just one serving was too many calories. So I'm like, I'm just going to make one. Then I put too much water. Then I'm like, I'm never going to make it again. So I ended up adding water and it spilled over everywhere. I had boiling water fires on my oven and then I ended up eating all of it. So I had like 900 calories of vegan cheese. Was it good? No, terrible. I had to put <laughs> hot sauce. I made it tolerable. And then I'm... I, I, I don't cook good. But you, <laughs> you saw know? Caitlyn Jenner? Yeah. Yeah, today. How was in that? Sitting there, legs crossed, waiting for her food, got up, thought they called her number and, and then she's like... And, the, and then they're like, no, he said 19. She's like, ugh. <laughs> it was like very frustrated. Caitlin doesn't like, like to wait. I feel like yep. if she's at the in and out not in the drive through, mm-hmm. she wants people to see the scene. Yeah, maybe. Because it, like you, was everyone noticing her? Yeah, uh, some people paparazzi? were noticing, but nobody was taking pictures. I was very huh. tempted to Instagram story. I didn't do it. But and then I uh and then finally her food came up and she said, Where's the milkshake? <laughs> and then they brought the milkshake. Uh, I relate to that. And she kind of smiled like her frustration was like supposed to be cute. Sure. Took her stuff and bounced. Didn't eat there. I ate there. My life's not going as well as Caitlyn's. Sure. Now, what's Caitlyn Jenner wearing to In and Out? What's her In and Out? Yeah. Some kind of like a sporty kind her of a yoga fit. pant. <laughs> <laughs> Innie and Audi fit. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a sporty uh, yoga type pant, like little ankle socks. And I really feel not very masculine that I noticed all these details <laughs> no, saying this. Cute little ankle socks, white sneakers, and um, up close looked very old. Like you could tell there was like, I mean, talking like liver spotted, like wrists and stuff. Mm. And then totally talked in the Caitlyn Jenner voice. And um, that's really all. The top I don't really know. Some kind of like a, like an adidas thing, but like a cute little V-neck. I need to stop. I need to stop. <laughs> Looked adorable, moisturized in the face. <laughs> I feel like probably no one on earth is more moisturized than that whole crew. Yep. Yeah. The the, the Jenner most Kardashians. moisturized skin in the world. Yeah. yeah. Ass cream alone, you could feed a village. Yeah. With ass cream. <laughs> right. You could eat it. Maybe it's like Nads, that infomercial that I used to find Non-toxic. sort of hip, hypnotizing. Right. Yeah. Um, and you can eat it. You if can you eat it to. if you have to. If you have to. If you get tired of removing your hair with it. To get a little hungry mm-hmm. in the meantime. Yeah. yeah. Does it remove hair from the inside if you do that? <laughs> Slowly just peels That's down right. the sides. Um, <laughs> I feel like I had more. Oh, what did Caitlyn Jenner order aside from the milkshake? This is what I really regret. I didn't quite hear. Because you were looking mm, at the cute little yeah, her Adidas. Yeah. 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 It was definitely a burger and fries, I'm pretty certain. And then a, and then milkshake, a vanilla milkshake. Who was so. she with? By herself. Hmm. 
by herself. I, that is not how I picture Caitlyn Jenner. I, I picture no. her with like an entourage. And I didn't like, picture her at in and out. No. I didn't picture that would be too unhealthy for her to eat. Yeah. Like, it was very weird. Right, but she's been displaced from her house in Malibu, so oh. I think she's stress eating. Oh, is she in Malibu? Yeah. I thought yeah, they I were they in, all are, uh, yeah. no. Calabasas. The car accidents. They were in Calabasas. Isn't that pretty close to Malibu? No. But I think I mean, Calabasas is apart. also It's not a world apart, but it's it's evacuated. not Malibu. Yeah. No, but I think she is. Oh, you you just made that up. Yeah. That's that works for me. Though. <laughs> but but Calabasas might be uh, evacuated, evacuated too. Yeah, because Thousand Oaks. Was, they are. Yeah. yeah. So, but you know what's not right, evacuated? Caitlyn Jenner's hunger. <laughs> Still there. Yeah. <laughs> I do you just regret not saying that to her. Don't picture Caitlyn Jenner alone at a fast food I restaurant. Know. It was weird. I was I had to triple take it to be triple sure, but then oh, it was her. <laughs> you did a triple double. Yeah. Yep. I didn't do triple, triple, triple take. And then I like kind of positioned myself where I could be right near the pickup. So I really like very up close witnessed the whole pickup. And I, what I was most concerned with was to see if she'd be doing the voice in in like an un, un, not on camera pseudo public state that fully did the voice. Seemed very integrated into her persona now. So there's well, that. Good for her. Yeah. yeah I'm consistent. still trying to get integrated into mine. Your into voice. your persona? Into my persona. Your we voice. all are. It's she not. was like, girl, and then the milkshake. <laughs> mm, thank you. It was like, really? I'm like, that's Caitlyn. She's right. doing it. And all I could picture when she was saying that was her on the balcony of that house of the ESPYs when the drone shot came in and she was in her beautiful white gown. And that house, I believe, just burned down. Oh, so. boy. Yeah. You know, I wonder if to her, it's not doing the voice, but Bruce Jenner was doing the voice. No, I don't think so because... The only reason I even said the voice thing because I could tell you guys got a little bit like, is he being offensive? And just remember when when he first became she, he said in some interview, or she said in some interview, that it's going to take her a while to figure out her vocalization. Ah, uh, okay. So I think that's something that transgender people do is they have to then figure out like how they want to speak right. going forward. So I, I think it's not like she had a girl voice that she was talking like this deep her whole life i think she had to like choose how do i want to live like that's that. interesting yeah and it's evolved a bit too you know right already now i feel bad that you felt bad mm-hmm. you should that you thought that we were mm-hmm. i'm trapped inside this but you know what i'm saying yeah, i just I want everyone to know i feel bad thank you <laughs> i feel crazy. better that you feel bad <laughs> <laughs> i feel a lot better a lot, okay, a good. lot better good eric says most of the cute stuff little kids do is really just annoying mm. Is this a pointed? Is this? Is, <laughs> should I take this personally? <laughs> it's a show note, honey. <laughs> um, I, mean, I, I see your point. I am fully aware of that the fact people. that I will be like, "Oh my god, he did this thing," and I know how boring that is to anyone who isn't me or you. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I actually do not care. I remember years and years ago. Um, when I worked at timeout, this guy had a daughter and he was talking about how he's never going to be that person who's like, Oh, I can't believe it. She ate a grape. And it was like, it struck me as so funny at the time <laughs> that like, that was like the perfect description of people who are so enamored of their kids that they tell super boring stories about how when your kid eats a grape. <laughs> but now I think when he 
like literally when Elliot ate a grape, I was excited. <laughs> so I'm on the other side of it now. Is, does this comment have the same avatar as the guy that was leaving the anti-Semitic comments? I think it's a fair, I look, I think it's a fair note, but at the same time, I don't um, know that it's actually a note to us though. I don't, no, even it if might it, just be, I'm, it just I'm be saying if it were a note, it's fair, but tough shit. <laughs> I yeah. Like, I feel like it's just, it, it's when you like, have a, like I have nephews and I think everything they do is like not as cute. So advanced. I'm always like, can you believe he's mm-hmm. saying that at two? Mm-hmm. But then I see another two year old saying a similar thing and I'm like, oh, that was just dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Like, and yeah. I just did a filter. I'm like, let me make sure I'm not kissing your ass or being biased, but he is cute. The way he says hello is so cute. That little video that you did. <laughs> hello. Uh, but there's plenty of kids on the internet where I'm like, I can't stand it. Lynn Manuel Miranda just posted his kid having perfect pitch. That was adorable. Yeah. I like cocky that. Sounds a little cocky. Yeah, it was. It was great. Even my son has perfect pitch. <laughs> I know. Hamilton I Jr. It. <laughs> it's like, you can't call your son Hamilton Jr. You're not named on Hamilton, Lynn. It's weird. A lot of notes. A lot of notes a for Lynn. A lot of notes I'll make for sure Lynn. he hears about it. Yeah. All right. Please. You guys tight. <laughs> Real tight. Awesome. Yeah. But I could imagine someone thinking this is like all this cute stuff is annoying. Yeah, it's annoying. Give me another. Give me one, and I'll tell you. I'll I'll, I'll be the non-child Arbiter. having arbiter. What has he done recently that's been super cute? Well, whenever he sees letters, this yeah. is super advanced. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. when he sees he's not even two yet, and he sees letters, and he points to them. And he goes A, I, E, it. That's a letter to him, <laughs> and like he. Wait, he he understands. Right? He, he, them right? he no. understands that they're oh, letters. He'll get A right, and he'll get O. He knows A and O. He knows A and O. I think he, know, okay. he might not B. Yeah, but but in general, it's just he understands that that they are letters. Letter. That yes. letters are letters. But to less me, that's than two. Amazing. Yeah, I think that's pretty that's good. Pretty he knows that okay. they're that they are said in an good. order. He just doesn't know what know the order what they are. Is. Yeah, I see. I feel like he's a genius. He could. I mean, that's a little strong. I feel like. It's definitely a good sign he knows letters. Yeah. I feel like that's more of a cute thing than the... I haven't seen the hello video. Maybe it'll melt my heart. Oh, but I it's feel like, fucking cute. But I feel like isn't hello kind of stereotypically what most people yeah. say kids say when they can't say hello? Say, well, we have to bring well, this up. Let's yeah, do show me the video. Calls, sorry. He calls Ernie check. from Ernie Bird. He calls Ernie. Nernie. Nernie. <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> I feel like that's One, cute. One, two, shout, shout. How old are your nephews? Two and six. Okay. Yeah. Mine's seven. Mm. It's uh, it's boy. It's getting everything. less cute yet. Mm-hmm. Oh damn it! Oh, no. Mine's still very cute at six, but he was like the cutest in the world at four and five. And then now that he's got head. a two-year-old, he'd still be the cutest. It's a little bit to his head, but also like there's uh, a two-year-old now who's advanced, and I'm like, no one's impressed that a six-year-old knows shit, right? And so I'm like, all right, I I, I get a partner. Sure, sure, sure. We've seen you do oh, this. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm talking to the kid that's new here. <laughs> right. All right, now yeah. tell me if this isn't super cute. Okay. Oh, can I see the can I see the visual too? Yeah, oh, that's pretty the pretty good. Visual, uh, if you could please the pronounce visual. that right. So Thank you. This is a visual. Hold on, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Oh. Yeah. Okay, it's really cute. Yeah. Because it also comes with a genuine earnestness, wondering who's there. Yeah. He's it's trying to real, connect. Like, yeah. He's like trying to look through the door, hear where the sound is coming. He'll take he'll this take earbuds. Good. He'll take earbuds, but take the connector end. Yeah. And stick it in his ear and go hello. <laughs> <laughs> hello. So he's yeah. Now if only he could good. say be very quiet. Yeah. Wabbits. <laughs> that would be pretty yeah. great. Train him to do that. Yeah. I think though it's it's. Ah, uh, whatever. It, it it's amazing because it feels like just yesterday he could barely move his hand. 
I was thinking about that the first you know, time you grabbed a pacifier and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> so, so the fact that like in just sh- such a short amount of time, there is an ability to understand his world at this level just feels amazing. Right. It feels like it should take five years to get to this point. I don't understand in general how any child absorbs any abstract concept mm-hmm. that drives blows my mind yeah like knowing like this is can but like hello knowing that word can convey you don't know who someone's at a door like it's like how do you so, ever pull that out of sounds here's the thing that, that blows my mind so i have a i when we went to the zoo i bought him a bunch of little toy animals to really like uh lock in the memory of the zoo <laughs> <laughs> and uh we play with them in the bath and I've lately, instead of fighting about the toothbrush after the bath, I will just brush his teeth while he's in the bath and just trying to make it so that he like enjoys brushing his teeth. And he just started taking the toothbrush and brushing the animal's oh, teeth wow. with it. But he always knows, he, he's figured out with all the different animals where its teeth are. First of all, the fa- like I didn't do that. I didn't show him how to, I didn't brush. He just came up with that. But he like with the giraffe, he knows where the giraffe's teeth are. He Arbiter knows- decision on this one. That one's less cute. I feel like no one ahead. <laughs> no, no, it's not cute. <laughs> and it's- where a mouth is, is less abstract. Yeah. But animals are like these little, to- like a gorilla, like a little gorilla tooth or a little zebra tooth. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm allowed like to remove that's- the hair from your microphone now, or does it have to stay there the whole the entire time? No, no, it's-, it's, it's a lucky hair. It's a lucky oh, hair. My, my uh, is really having I'm not <laughs> offering that as proof of cuteness. I'm offering that as proof, proof of, of geniusness. Proof of he's a fucking genius <laughs> well yes. now i want ben to remove the hair yep Can I? okay all right go ahead thank you so much do, thank do, you do. so much oh yeah Da-da. now was it a wendy hair or a human hair uh, you know it was more like fuzz okay mm. i feel naked now yeah, I'm so <laughs> exactly Got to real would it make you feel better if i brush your teeth for you right now? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes i will say this okay with an elephant <laughs> He brushed the end of the trunk. So <laughs> I just I, I want to point out I was starting to go into the next JMO and the guy's name is Chode to Joy. Mm-hmm. However, all that came out bef- was all I got out because you guys were still, still talking was Chode. So I'm sure that there's some listeners who are like she just for no reason said Chode. Delicious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get that drop in. <laughs> Chode to Joy says I love getting into a cold bed. No. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yep. Not only that, I will keep a pillow by the side of the bed for in the morning mm-hmm. when I'm on a hot, sweaty pillow. Cold pillow. Little flip out. Mm. Flip. Swap. Swap in the cold pillow. Yeah. I like the cold bed just for the br- brief cold. Then I immediately put it over my head, and it becomes hot so fast, and you get warm in there, and you got a perfect temperature control system. I don't want it to be cold for yeah. long. Yeah, I like getting into a cold bed, but lately I've been cold. Well, you're I... you're pregnant, so all bets are off. But when you return to normal, <laughs> you uh, you like, but you're a I person, like a, a heated. Blanket. You're a person who, in the middle of the summer, wants uh, a full duvet situation. Yeah, on you. and so then I like the fan on me too. Full duvet is my rap name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was little duvet when I was yeah. young. <laughs> Do you guys do a, a a leg wiggle to warm it up? No. Oh. Should we be? No. Yeah. I run a hundred yard dash right there. <laughs> wow. Uh, to get it all warm. I also sleep with three pillows. Mm. Yeah. One under my head, one in my arms, uh-huh. holding for dear life, and then one between <laughs> my knees if I'm on my side, or under my knees if I'm on my which back. Which one? Which one do you name, Natalie? <laughs> 
The one that he's just depends hugging. On, yeah, no, no it really depends on what, what I'm up to that night. Sure. Daniel uh, sleeps with like nine pillows. Really? I do that. I do that. Well, because if I, I have to sleep on my side, mm-hmm. because if I accidentally flip on my back, I get a sharp elbow. No, that's not true. Turn over. So to sleep on my side, the arm, the upper arm, the sky arm, um, puts weight. It puts weight. You know, on your chest, and and you breathe better if you have something supporting the arm. So that's hmm. why I have a pillow under my arm there. Oh, interesting. And I then didn't... you have to have a pillow between the knees uh, for sex reasons. <laughs> no, uh, because mm-hmm. because when, the, when you're obviously uh, when you're humping yes. the pillow. Yeah, no, because the skin legal and idle wild <laughs> keeps the skin from getting hot. Oh. So it's all there's a purpose to everything. Mm-hmm. Certainly, it also aligns the spine really nicely. Yeah, it's a good way to go. And then you have the fourth pillow behind the pillow behind the head for, <laughs> for Wendy <laughs> to sleep on. And then a pillow behind that so she doesn't slip down the crack between the bed and the wall. And then the final pillow is on the side of the bed for morning swapping. Switch. Yeah. And I also have the two huge decorative pillows. Oh, you keep them oh, on the bed when you no, sleep? No, I don't. They go on the floor. Yeah, we have Which that. insults me to the whole concept, yet I, and I feel bad that I'm actually honoring this tradition because... Mm, it's ridiculous. It only is on the ground except when company comes over, and then I'm putting a huge pillow that lives on the ground onto my bed. And it's just called so a sham. It. And, yeah. Yeah. and by the way... Basically scam. Yeah. By yeah. the way, no one's fooled. Mm-hmm. When I see that decorative pillow, I know what you're hiding. I know where that goes. Mm-hmm. I know what's behind sleeping there. Yeah. on that. There's a sweaty, multicolored <laughs> pillow under there. Mm-hmm. Drool stains. <laughs> I know your game. Yeah, it's not great. And then also I have a friend who recently told me that she sleeps with no pillow. Not what? even under Who's her this head. monster? And what? I started Googling it. Jade Taylor. Okay. She's an actress, so you can address your concerns oh, to I Jade will. underscore Taylor on Instagram. She must sleep on her back, because I don't know. She does, I think, sleep on her back, but... I then started Googling it, and apparently it's a thing that a lot of people do. I mean, way more than any percentage. I think maybe like 30, 40% of people are sleeping with no pillow. What? Is this supposed to up your productivity or something? It's supposed to be just better for your alignment of your head. Like, naturally, your head's supposed to be like in, in line with your My spine and not lifted. What? Hmm. And I tried it one night, and I could sort of fall asleep, but I wasn't happy. Yeah. I wasn't happy at all. I can do it if I'm on the floor. But to speak to insane techniques, I had a friend tell me that uh, to prevent cougar chest so that she doesn't uh, get some lines on her chest, she sleeps uh, the same way Daniel does with shoulder to the sky, but then her arm behind her back. Why? That's a baller move right there. What are you doing? No. The the arm position thing. I feel like just use sunscreen. Yeah. That's how you avoid that (laughs) cougar chest. Or just something about Mary chest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. That's that's incredible. That's a, that's a very difficult move, I think, to do that. Yeah, agreed. I, when I was in college, I had a roommate, and um, he he, I for some reason I saw him sleep, taking a nap. Oh, and, for some reason? Okay, I would <laughs> I would camera? sneak in and watch uh-huh, him sleep. Of there course. we go. Yeah, there it is. He would sleep on his stomach, and this is he would have the so his head is turned like to the left, so then his left arm would be up, as you might expect, right arm. To the side. Hmm. Okay. So, and I tried it. Fucking brilliant. That's how you sleep on your stomach. Don't sleep with both arms up. Sleep with one up, one down. That's the way to go. Huh. I've always been What's impressed the by the ingenuity with that. Uh-huh. What's the it's benefit more of comfortable? That? It's like a lot more comfortable. I, I could see it. Less strain on your arm. It's just like a, the right way. That guy knew how to live. He ate a lot of bananas. <laughs> he jogged. <laughs> Do you think he would have slept so well if you knew you were watching him so intently that you were studying his shape? 
No, I think I told him. I told him <laughs> it was I'm for a life drawing story. class. Yeah, wait, what else? Wait, that bananas, was your cover story. Jogged, he of, yeah, slept in this in, ingenious way. He unapologetically had and listened to the Steely Dan box set. <laughs> that is healthy. And uh, just generally someone I, I greatly admire. I've never heard of this person before. Yeah, you have. What's his name? What's his first name? Uh, his name is Dan. Oh, I, ha- I have heard of him. You've heard of him. <laughs> I, I was going to say, is his name Dan? You guys, you? I, I have. Yeah, oh. but I don't know if it's okay. the same Dan. All right. Does his last name start with a D? Is it Dan Dan the Sleeping Man? It's probably his it. name. Yes, Dan Dan the Banana Man. I'm not sure if I should be revealing his identity. I know that's what I'm saying. Does his last name start? But people with are going to be able to figure it out because stories. I've announced a thing. <laughs> oh, it is. So it's Dan Deweese. Uh, <laughs> why is that bad? Well, Dan, Dan Deweese, Dan I have Dewey. outed your sleeping technique and the fact that you eat a lot of bananas <laughs> and, and listen to Steely Dan. Uh, listen to Steely Dan. Um, all of these things I will be asking him at the Q&A that I'll be hosting of him. I don't think that you had, had announced that before. Oh, well, at the end of November, November uh, was 30th. it November 30th, Book Soup? Uh, join me and my good friend Dan Deweese uh, for a book signing of his. He's, and you'll be moderating the Q&A. I will be doing the Q&A. He is uh, a really incredible writer. So and his full name out. is Dan do we sleep like you do? <laughs> Lisa Lowry says, every time I get into a super hot, this is, I love this, JMO. Every time I get into a super hot bath, I visualize that I am Bugs Bunny getting into a pot of soup. <laughs> this is what James, this is the kind of thing JMO was invented for. Weird thought stuff. Um, By the way. No, I've not done that, but I do shit like that. You know how they have uh, Lush in those Companies will have those bath bombs and they'll like release little hidden things inside the bath bombs. Yeah, and I only know right. this because other people have videos on Instagram. I don't do this. <laughs> Stop looking at me like that. Um, have like carrots, like big oversized oh. carrots and peas. <laughs> so you really things. are like so, in a that is cute. Like you're in a chicken noodle soup. That's fun. Yeah, it would that, make me hungry, would be fun. but it's funny, but it make me too hungry. I'd probably end up biting them every bath once. I'd be like, come on, yeah. give me carrot flavor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I might put real carrots in there. Fuck another thing. Yeah, about why it. not? Yeah, let's have some fun we'll with this. Put real carrots in there. Pour some soup in. Because do you guys all go bubbles or do you just go regular water as an adult? I just don't the even baths? go bath. But if I were to, bath. I was actually thinking about taking a bath recently. I didn't do it though. But saving um, the idea phase. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like on it. the yeah. ultimate, like the ultimate version of me is like just a brain. I agree. And with a body lying on a bed. <laughs> That's my happiest state. Like, I exist in the thought. Like a brain, a brain on a segue that zips around. Yeah. The body stays in bed. Like I exist in the thought and concept phase, not in the like sitting up, the- <laughs> battling gravity. So no bubbles then. No. No you're, bubbles. You're like, you're like an oracle. Okay. People right. come and visit. You give them the ideas and they go execute Like someone ideas. should just upload this brain into a something and allow me to take a nap. This might be the pregnancy talking. Yeah, because if I was just a brain in like some kind of orb, I couldn't hang out with Elliot. I'm crazy. (laughs) 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 Okay. Lauren K says, when I go to... (laughs) 
someone's house and notice their house smell. Always wonder if mine has one and what it is. I know you can't smell your own house, so I just hope mine is nice. Oh, yeah, all the time. I wonder about that. When we would go down to Orange County and then come back home, as soon as we, as soon as we walk into our apartment, I'd be like, oh, we have an apartment scent. <laughs> Tee-hee. Yeah. <laughs> and then when Daniel walked into this house tonight, he wondered... He, I was you, like, did you fart? <laughs> because the entryway was farty smelling. She and insists that she didn't. I didn't. I think it was the proximity of Elliot's diaper pail. Yeah. I 100% did not fart. He's been proximity to this house. <laughs> People with kids have a diaper pail of used diapers. Yeah. You yeah, you can take one if you want. Yeah. Nice. It's a real take one, leave one. Candy dish situation. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather make love to a dog mayor. <laughs> <laughs> I want a commemorative coin of Dog Mare. Oh, I yes, this can all be arranged. By the way, there there's got to be merch, right? Oh yes, Dog Mare merch. Coin. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Mare Max magnet. She's real smart. All the mailboxes in town are, are just soft, chewy mailboxes. <laughs> there's nothing functional anymore in town. Wait, did you? I know that no one's going to answer honestly, but I invite you to. Did you guys notice a poop smell when you walked into the house? No, I will say. Today? That, yeah. No. You wait. I d- other times you have <laughs> no, no. I, I will. I've, if we're speaking honestly, since you're in a new house and a new, if you want the truth, honest yeah. truth, your old place had a dog smell. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a dog pee almost smell. That was it, that's, that's because the dog fucking peed. Right. And, yeah, and we couldn't get it out. That's why we wanted to move. I understand that. <laughs> but I want you to know this place. Actually, specifically, walked in and thought this place smells lovely. It oh, does. Thank yeah. you. Very it's... nice. Well, now we're not in an upper unit, uh, and so she can. Not have accidents. I get that. Um, but Renee, what were you saying? I was going to say the same thing. Is your old place had a smell? Yeah. I had not uh, decided that that's what the smell was, but it smells great here. Thank it's you. real nice. I like it. This place smells like farts. <laughs> great. I love farts. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> oh my God. I hate that our old place smelled like dog pee. It did. It, it, Wendy, she'd have accidents. She's my snuggleberries. <laughs> it's like, it was really frustrating. And we couldn't get, like, we didn't have a yard, and so we couldn't, and so just... Uh... All right. Cleed Art. Oh, another poster one. Check the box to see... Cleed Art says, check the box to see how long to cook pasta, even though I've made pasta enough times to know. That's me with, like, everything I make. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm illiterate with pasta. But I'll still leave it on the stove for 30 minutes. And just walk away. Yeah. Are you mad that I told you about the? the- no, no, I'm not mad. I, it is, it is bouncing around my head because I'm just thinking of all the guests that came over and like. Wait, oh, man. so you, you, because this is not. I, I, I'm aware of this. You thought that maybe people didn't smell the faint whiff of dog pee in our apartment, <laughs> <laughs> but only you could. <laughs> Because I got some news for you. What you smell, what you see is what other people smell and see. Thank I you for guess, defending me on this. Yeah, no, no, it's all right. I guess I hoped that maybe they didn't. That's not how it works. How over... Like, was it faint or was it overpowering? It's not distracting at all. Well, it, I, okay, yeah, yeah, talk to Ben because you're not going to believe me. What do you think? No, I think once you were in, it was all good and you don't think about it ever again. But just when I'd walk first, in, I would think, I'd be like, there it is. But then it would does. be gone. <laughs> Well, I feel better now. Yeah, it was it was lovely the whole time being there. It was just walking in. I'm like, it It was well. Also, it wasn't maybe every time probably either, but just a few times. It was the front area where she would do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so she had that. So it was like it was it was as though we wanted you to, and that's what I was. (laughs) I in my head, it was like 
Well, confrontational. Also that dog almost like murdered me every time I came in the house as well. So I feel like maybe that was part of the strategy. It was like ter- territory has been marked here. You're welcome for podcasting. Get the fuck out. <laughs> to me, it was a bit. This it was dog a, was jump up. I mean, yeah. at the balls and at everything, and just very <laughs> to, aggressive. It was all a big mind fuck in my mind because it's like if you walk in and don't turn around and you keep going then we fucking own you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll do anything. Yeah, agreed. Because yeah. honestly, walking in today, I still had a little bit of PTSD where I was like, I didn't have a dog immediately jumping at me and I was like <laughs> confused and what room would it happen. Right. And then, and then no pee smell. No pee smell, no dog jumping at me. And I'm, I, I, I'm very at ease, but I'm also a little worried when is it happening. Right, right. Right. Well, that's, we like to keep you guessing. <laughs> it's a haunted house. They're going to get you. Uh Sarah Revels, Reveille, Reveless. It really could be any of those, or it could be none of those. Says, and this is the last one. Love getting mani pedis, but am immediately over it after ten minutes. Oh yeah, that is definitely. how I am with baths. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I with mani pedis. I'm okay. Really? But I only do it probably twice a year, but I love it when I do. I like candles. Get in there. I put a little bit of shampoo as bubble bath, just to create bubbles. And you don't get bored or like uncomfortable no, I, or anything no i sit there for like probably 45 minutes at least wow. and i just do some thinking i always plan i bring a magazine and i it just immediately gets wet so you can't read it right yeah but uh i do relax <laughs> there and like constantly i'll make it even hot another couple times yeah. and i sit there and i enjoy i like thinking that's a what i times a year that's what i always intend to do mm-hmm. and then i get in and i'm like oh yeah I don't, I'm not a bath person. I don't like this. I would rather be on my phone, but I can't be on my phone. Like, there's just... Well, the part that really sucks is that then when you eventually drain it, I end up sitting there like way too long and then it just drains and you get very cold and kind of shivery. (laughs) And now you know you have like bubble bath on you, so you have to go into a shower now. Yeah, it's too much of a production. Mm, It's a a lot of work. I don't like Mm -hmm. that part. But the couple times a year I deal, once in a while I'll just dry off and leave the soap there and just sleep like that. Well, do they have bubble bath where the bubble stuff is actually like a lotion and then you don't have to rub it in? Oh, like a soy candle? Rub it in and it's... Moisturize right there, yeah. like Kayla. Great idea. People Get you who, on Shark Tank immediately. Like, Jenna ass. Yeah. <laughs> People who take <laughs> baths before they go to bed because it relaxes them. I would like to know how that all works. They must not be mm. then hopping in the shower. Right. I'm sure they're not. Right. And then that brings up a question I was going to ask a few minutes ago and then didn't want to, but then I did. Ask it. Uh, my ex girlfriend and I had a big dispute over. I would shower like I thought almost every human in the morning. Mm. And she would shower at night before bed. And I was like, that's insane. And I researched that, and it seems like it's 50 50. That, not really. So, can we yeah. survey real quick? I'm a morning shower. Morning. Right? Morning. 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 Wow. See, it, like, I feel like most people. I think, but, I think it's more common. But then I researched, and there's like equally great reasons for both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would say when I was living in Tucson, and, it would be, and we had um, a swamp cooler instead of air conditioning. Mm-hmm. So, it just got really miserably hot and, and, uh, a, a shower before bed helped you sleep. Mm. Yeah, cools you, you down. You, what? You know, yeah, you Somehow. just feel you feel fresh. You're not all sweaty. Mm-hmm. You know, from yeah. the from the humidity and heat. And then, uh, so that was the way to go. When right. it's super hot here, it's like three showers a day, though. Just yeah. to just for comfort wow. purposes. I don't. I can't do that. <laughs> No, just, just hop in real One quick. of the main reasons I, I, I don't work out in my life is because you have to shower afterwards. And I'm like, what am I going to shower in the middle of the day and have an extra shower? I don't have time. Uh, I, miss, got time I miss the steam room from the gym. That was the best. Yeah, like a steam room. Do a good steam mm-hmm. and then 
shower. But like the main existential crisis that gets brought up by the night versus morning showering, and that really t- threw me for a loop. Is like I always thought morning because you want to get all the sleep off of you and like start your day clean and fresh and go about your day like a clean human. But then she was like, "No, you don't want to bring the day's dirt into your bed and have that infect your mattress." And yeah, that's the so argument in, I've heard from night yeah, showers. Interesting. And I'm like, oh it's, my it's god, a, they it's, a argument, it's a compelling yeah. argument. Yeah. Well, once yeah, you think about it, sense. it is. Yeah. But for me, mainly in the morning, it's like I that just wakes me wakes up. You up yeah. yeah, same. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not fully awake if I don't. Yeah, I feel like shower. kind of puffy and gross all day. But I, I will say, if I shower before bed, I, I it's more comfy when I get in. Yeah. Yes. It's exciting yeah. to get in a bed. It's more exciting. You don't feel like you're ending your day. You're just like, ooh, and now I get to sleep. Yes, mm-hmm. totally. So kind of like Caitlyn Jenner have... getting a vanilla shake. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Maybe we but should be showering in the morning. Honestly, and night. yeah. That's, that's a if anybody runs into Caitlyn Jenner, please just. Ask her uh, what her bath uh, products are. Mm. Yeah, because she's so moisturized. Or just I'm sure she has the best bath products. Those wrists didn't look great. I would expect smoother wrists for such a rich Kardashian. I, I am willing to bet that no one on earth, save maybe Oprah, has better bath products. And the reason is Oprah, because obviously she's famous for loving baths. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is she? Yeah, honey. Yeah, I missed that too. Come on, I missed it. You, you gals <laughs> don't know your Oprah. She does this bathe more than reading book clubs. <laughs> she loves you guys, this has been a delightful episode. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Uh, once again, Ben, ever since you told me that you have people give out their Twitter handle at the top of the podcast, mm-hmm. I frequently bring that up when I forget to do it. And I, I think I've remembered to do it once. <laughs> Another thing that stays in the idea. I almost always forget to. Yes. But it's hard to remember. It's uh, hard to well, you're just in a routine yeah. with this show. I know, but yeah. I need to get out of, you know, routine is just rut with different letters and an extra syllable. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's very true. Renee, yep. where can we find you? Uh, I have a podcast called Can It Pet Your Dog? And I, I, I can't decide if I'm on social media or not. So we'll just do the podcast for right now. Okay. And then next week I'll be like, I'm back on, baby. But for Great. Right now, just, podcast. just the podcast. Ben Glebe, where do we find you? I have a podcast called Last Week on Earth, where I summarize the world, but I've been busy and haven't done it in a few weeks. So if you want to catch up on last month's news, I will have a new one out there by the time <laughs> it's released, I think, in a couple of days. So maybe I'm a liar. You can get that at Spotify and iTunes, all the podcast places. And um, if you want to watch the Telethon for America, the place to watch the complete one right now is just on Ellen's YouTube page, The Ellen Show on YouTube. Um, we're uploading a full version to ours soon with less anti-Semitic comments. <laughs> and uh, I will be performing my stand-up tour in Santa Barbara on November 17th and St. Louis December 1. I'm sorry, December 6 through 9. And then in the early part of next year, January and February in Lake Tahoe and in Fantasy Springs in Indio, you can get tickets to all of it at Glebe.com. And my social media is at Ben Glebe, G-L-E-I-B, Instagram and Twitter are my favorite. Wonderful. Daniel? At Daniel Quants on Twitter and Instagram. D Quants on the snappy. Oh, God. (laughs) Snuckulos up your butt. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Jeff? You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Colonel Jeff Fox. You're back. I'm back. Are you spelling Colonel <gasps> out or is it C O L? C O L O N E L. Full on. The full, yep. Ooh, the full all 67 mm, spices. Thing. Yep. Uh, I'm on Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go for all sorts of extra stuff, behind the scenes stuff, uh, bonus episodes, live stream. Um, merch in the mail, 
so much access to me. You'll beg me to leave you alone. That's where you go for all that. Also, I have a book out, Tropical Attire, Encourage, and Other Phrases That Scare Me. And go to my website, alisonrosen.com, and there's plenty of places to click. It'll take you right to Amazon where you can get it. Also, subscribe to Childish. And if you like what you're hearing um, on this podcast and also the other, all the podcasts, uh, rate and review and tell your friends and all that stuff. Thank you so and much. And there's for- another book you wrote you don't even know. That's about. right. My children's book also. <laughs> um, we have it. And... Uh, <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Alison Rosen Show? 